Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey there, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination, and welcome to the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossword for the week of June 17th, 2019. Well, it's finally happened. Ghostbusters Fan Fest has come and gone, and this week on the show, Chris and I will be talking about our experiences. Uh, we got about a two-hour roundup coming your way, but we also have your voicemails at the end of the show. A lot of people called in with some thoughts. Some good, some bad, some people still a little dehydrated. Oh boy. Stay tuned. Here we go. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad The biggest podcast since 1909 So free News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters Are you the key master? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart You know, it's just occurred to me We really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment Oh, we have fun Woo! You, you called me out for calling you a sneakerhead and I was like, dude, Chris, I don't even rem- I don't remember recording that. I was in the sun all day Saturday, all day Sunday. I got home Sunday night and I'm like, oh, fuck, I still have to put a podcast up. So I sat down while Kelly was in the shower and I just like rambled for 20 minutes. It was fine. I couldn't tell the difference other than at one point you're like, you're talking about the sneakers and you're like, I'm not a sneaker guy, but, uh, you know, Chris will be back next week and he's, he's more of a sneaker head. And I'm like, who are you talking about? <laughs> I was like. I don't, I must, I don't, I don't know. I I was literally listening to that on the drive back from Vancouver to, to home base. <laughs> listening in the car like at, I don't know, 1130 at night or whatever. And I'm like, what? I, I think it was, I think what I did in my fried, uh, water deprived brain was I, I put the, like, you, you know, like music and hip hop and like cooler oh. things more than I do. So I think I had put like sneakers in that for some reason i don't know why oh no 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 but uh, Sne- a sneakerhead is like lining I, up on release days and uh, yeah i'm yeah. aware that uh nike for example names their model their shoe models after the sports person that's endorsing it and then they give them numbers depending on like, yeah. what edition it is and all I, but i don't i don't know yeah. I know there's a secondary market for it. I know that I know as much as anybody who watched um, uh, what's his name uh, Hassan uh, on uh, I can't remember his second name, but uh, he's got that Netflix uh, uh, news magazine. Yeah, uh, what the heck is it called? I even I don't know. I got nothing. I got nothing either. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we're, we're both still tired. So that. Here's here's the I think that little preamble which you will probably hear depending on when we both started recording uh, mm. is is pretty indicative of the uh, the conversation that's about to come. Uh, I, Chris, you and I have <laughs> very very purposefully not really talked as much as we could about no. uh, FanFest so that this would be like our sort of like hey how was your day because you and I didn't see each other we saw each other kind of briefly at the top yeah. of the day as you were in one line and I was heading toward another and then we didn't see each other until the end of the day which. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. So we have two very different perspectives of FanFest to talk about. Um, Absolutely. But um, And then so I kind of what I did is last week I, in, in the delirium of uh, trying to just 
<laughs> trying to recap at least the news that happened uh, so that we would have as much runway here as we could uh, possibly have to talk about FanFest. Um, so uh, so we won't really get into too much news. We're going to really focus on on FanFest, uh, what we yeah. thought, what we, what our impressions were, uh, some of our criticisms, some of our favorite memories, because we certainly... I, I had great memories of FanFest. This is not going to be a, a two-hour bitch fest, uh, which if you're tuning in, I'm no. sorry to tell you that's not what's going to happen. Um Oh, there will it's be, gonna, there will be it's, bitching. It'll it'll <laughs> yeah. be a two hour it'll be a two hour pondering. Pondering, that's a good way to put it. Um, but uh, so and then uh, because we we solicited you guys to uh, reach out to us and, and give us voicemails, uh, some of you called on your drives home from FanFest, which is wonderful. Um, so you answered in droves. We have uh, wonderful lengthy voicemails. Uh, so what we'll do is Chris and I will go first. We'll recount uh, our our day and we'll talk about uh, things. Uh, and then at the uh, the end of the episode, we'll we'll cut together everybody's voicemails so that you can uh, hear uh, the rest of the story. Good day, uh, and uh, and then we'll come back. But um, well, let's let's get into it, Chris, because as as we sit here recording, and I'm like, what time is it? Oh, we should really start talking. Let's we should let's really do start it. talking. Uh, I'm not gonna throw the news because this isn't the news. So uh, let's go to FanFest discussion. Well, Chris, uh, I dropped <laughs> five pounds. I want to say it was probably all I did water too. weight. Yes, um, exactly. But I, uh, I really, uh, as we record this, I don't know what you have in mind for the uh, the lead-in, but part of me kind of hopes it's like uh, some sort of Ghostbusters Benny Hill theme mashup <laughs> <laughs> leading into this segment. Oh, that's a wonderful <laughs> idea. Does somebody have time to cut that together? <laughs> oh, wait, we're recording and you guys are hearing this now. You won't have time to do that. But, Never mind. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was chaotic. I have had uh, several message ex- exchanges with people that I, I intended on meeting up with, and uh, both of us uh, on either side of the party were, yep. were very admitted that, like, I'm sorry, I just didn't have time. Um, I know, it's it's crazy. The, the number one thing that I came out of this was... And I was telling people, when you and I were at the premiere, and we were so busy, and we didn't get to talk to anybody, you and I determined this time, no, no yeah, working this time. We're going to do our best to talk we're to gonna, people. We're yeah. going to talk to people. And then we came out of this one going, oh my God, it didn't help. We <laughs> talked to a whole bunch of people and still didn't talk to 18 million I, times as many yeah. people. Uh, well, the added curveball, which we'll be getting into here uh, shortly, is that, yeah, there was one day to get everything done. And, and granted, there were things that led up to it, which I'm hoping to get your perspective on, Chris, because you yeah. were able to, to attend um, some meetups and, and went to the screening on Friday night, which I wasn't able to do. But um, so so I think what we'll do is we'll, we'll talk chronologically in a second here. But um, yeah, it was a lot to do in a very short amount of time. And uh, uh, the, the ridiculously short, yeah. Uh, like nobody yeah. knew where anybody was. Um, I, I got a message from somebody that said, Hey, I'm so bummed that I didn't get to see you. And I said, dude, we stood in the photo op line with each other for an hour. <laughs> Don't you remember? Don't, yeah. <laughs> um, it was, so this was originally going to be a two day event. Yes. Yeah. Like Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, it then Sunday. shifted to a Friday, Saturday, then it shifted to a movie in Saturday then Saturday turned into, we were hearing, um, uh, 10 to 10. Uh, then it turned into noon to eight. Although to be fair, they did start the registration, uh, portion around 10 30. Yeah. So that you at least hit the, but here's the thing. 
That's an eight-hour patch. And the last four were main stage things because they were all like, these are the things that everybody's going to want to see, so we'll put them out on the main stage so everybody gets to yeah. see them. That means that in that eight-hour period, autographs, photos, um, panels, seeing some people, going around looking at the franchise tables, looking at all the merch and vendor tables, buying yourself a, a, a what do you want to call it? Gourmet soda pop, like all that stuff into a four hour period. Yeah. That's essentially no time. Yeah. No. Um, well, and, and that seems like something that would have been helpful to, to, uh, strategize if we would have had the schedules like, okay, well from this time to this time, but they didn't drop the schedule until Saturday morning. But, um, yeah, well, they, during the movie, they dropped, which is amusing because we get it. The movie ends and a bunch of people check their phones and a whole bunch of us are going, oh, we got a schedule. And then we go, sort it's of. <laughs> not the schedule. It's the it's the guest schedule. Yeah. Which also had some some conflicting information on it, uh, which caused some confusion. But yeah. well, so let's, like, that's the kind let's, of stuff that I want to get into. Yeah. How so do you want to do this? Let's just start. Let's start broad big. strokes. It's too big. It's too big. So, so let's, let's do a quick bullet point of, of broad strokes. Did we, okay. when, walking away, because now it's been a few days. Uh, we're recording this on, on Wednesday evening, as we usually do. So we've had uh, the the better part of half of a week here now to kind of decompress and think back on this the, the whole scenario um, but how here are you we feeling? Go, yo. Are you here feeling? Here we go, yo. So what? So what? So what's the scenario? Uh, how are you feeling in terms of just good, bad, both? A little bit of A, a little bit of B. How do you feel about the fan fest experience, just on a on a general uh, level? And then we'll get into the chronologi- chronological uh, breakdown of it. General? Yeah. I don't. Huh. Like some somebody at work on Monday asked you, "Hey, did you have a good time uh, on Saturday at Fan Fest?" and and how did you answer? Yeah. The simple answer is yes. I had a blast. Yeah, I really did. The way I, because a lot of people did ask me, and in this kind of you know thought formed in my mind as I was talking to people who were there too and all that. It's like afterwards, what it seemed to me. The best way to describe FanFest is like uh, as one of those uh, tin daguerreotype uh, <laughs> daguerreotypes, you know what I mean? Yeah. You look at it one way, it looks like one thing. You look at it another, it looks like another. Um, or like inverse. Ghostbusters Hellbent, but anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it. Uh, so if you look at it one way, i.e. Uh, going to the event, hanging out with people, meeting people, the you know the movie, the parties. Uh, a lot of people got, came in early and came, you know, left a couple of days later. So there was a lot of people hooking up and like going. We uh, went to the. I remember going to the Biltmore prior to the movie, and there's probably about thirty people there. Like it was a big crowd. Yeah, it was a pretty impressive that group thing. photo that you guys got. Yeah. And we, uh, you know, we uh, uh, the. The hotel didn't bat an eyelash. Like we went up in three or four rounds to go find the, I, the show people to stare. I think somebody well. gave them the heads up. Like you have a million Ghostbusters nerds descending upon I, the city. Yeah, Get ready. I hope somebody else yeah. talked to them. But when I got there and realized how many people there were, I found the the nearest uh, lady in a, in a manager's jacket and I explained to her. I said, um, 
are you aware that there's a Ghostbusters <laughs> fan fest in town? She's like, no, I had no idea. I was like, okay, so that's what's happening. And more than any other weekend, you're going to have a lot of Ghostbusters fans showing up. And I said, but, uh, you know, everybody knows to be quiet and respectful and all that sort of thing. And and I said, uh, while I'm here, if you you know if you guys are unhappy about anything, come find me. And uh, I'm assuming like uh, Borzu was there. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I should go by government names or people's online names, but uh, Borzu was there, very officious uh, and and organized and all that too as a fellow. So I'm assuming he may have talked to people as well and all that. So yeah, let's put so it this way: they had way. a heads they were, up. They knew they had a heads up one way or another. Yeah, uh, and I think they're kind of used to it to a degree as well. So because I mean they have people showing up and getting their pictures taken. Like you know, if you have people getting their picture taken in front of the the. <laughs> You know, a, a, a low shot uh, looking up to the ceiling and, and you know, people standing in front of the doors and then people getting their picture taken at the elevator. You know what's up. Well, and, Even and if luckily they're not it's all, it's, except for the stairwell, it's mainly relegated to the main sort yes. of lobby and public areas where it's not really That's intrusive on the what guests. what I loved yeah. most was showing people the stairwell because then, you know what I mean, uh, more people went later. I get the impression that once people knew, they just started showing other people. I'm like, perfect. Yeah. Um, but all that. Fantastic. And, you know, uh, people going to the void on Sunday, like had a ball, all this stuff. Um, so in terms of buying a ticket, paying for a hotel, you know, Ubering, well, lifting around, all that stuff, um, it was great. I had yeah. a blast. The flip side is approaching it as a consumer and the and the and that's way more of a clinical analysis, which is I paid X amount to get Yeah, y. did you get the value from what you paid? Yeah. And uh, and unfortunately, and I think most people will say this, they did not. Yeah. Uh, I don't – in such a way that I don't – I don't think anybody would say that just because they had a really great time, somehow that absolves uh, – you know, uh, a, a corporation of of what they arrange to provide yeah. people. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a, it's a tricky one. Some people have no problem. They just jump in and they're all mad about it. Me, I I do have a – I certainly have um, – <clears throat> I certainly take issue with it, but I haven't, I haven't ranted out or freaked out or anything like that. But I, at the same time, it's – you know, you can't – a lot of what I walked away with is stuff that it wasn't because they scheduled it. It wasn't because they planned it out. It was in spite of all that, right? Yeah. Like I, I managed to get it because, um, it, and we'll get into it. Like uh, things just really broke down and got out of hand uh, in, in a number of ways in a number of places. And at a certain point, if you were frustrated enough, people just took advantage of it, right? Like um, – I don't, I don't know. So that's you we'll go into details, but you asked you asked, you know, what my take my broad overview take of it was and that is fantastic weekend. I have yet to meet anybody that says otherwise uh, cuz they all had the same experience in that they got together. It is the it was in a certain way exactly what everybody wanted, which was yeah. a gathering of ghost heads that celebrated Ghostbusters and it sure did. It's just that Finer details, little bits and pieces were just the whole thing. The whole eight hours yeah. was fundamentally broken in the, a lot of different places. The devil in the details was lost. Yeah, um, I, I and, mean, I and feel some like... pe- some some people got hit 
harder than others by the whole thing so yeah yeah i feel like if unless and 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 this had completely uh slipped my mind is i saw a couple of tweets uh on tuesday uh from people that went to attend wizard world los angeles only to discover they were at a ghostbusters convention with no programming whatsoever that was not ghostbusters related yeah and and i was like those are the people that i really feel for because they thought they were going to a comic convention and it and it turned into something totally different but um, yeah. I think, I think you and I are kind of on the same page. Cause I, I've equated it to, I, I had a great time. I had fun on Saturday. Um, I was exhausted and burned out, uh, by Saturday night as we sat there eating dinner. And then as you could hear in my voice, uh, Sunday night was still <laughs> burned out. But, um, so, I mean, it, it, I definitely feel like I got to meet at least a good chunk of people. I met a few new friends. Um, I, I ended up spending the day, uh, uh, quite a bit of the day with a new friend, Jason, who, uh, was, was awesome. It was just so good getting to meet somebody and, and becoming fast friends. Um, Jason, Jason, who, who is this person? <laughs> Who's this person you hung out with instead of me? And gentlemen, the new co-host of the cross rib. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but no, I mean, and, and that's what I, I, I really wanted to, to get out of it. And, um, and I had a list of people that I wanted to meet, you know, f- folks that yep. I've talked to for years, like Derek Osborne, who you and I offline were talking about that I wanted to meet up with and, yep. and just never could. Um, so, I mean that in that sense, those were the things that I regretted out of it. And I did, I did go into it saying, I want the 1984 group photo. That is my main number one, a priority, um, and then I, of course, want to attend panels. So I got the things that I wanted out of it, but then you look at, yeah, like you say, the value of what we paid for our class 10 tickets. And I look at my punch card and I say, I got like three out of the 15 things that I was supposed to get. That's not yeah. right. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, the, the, the analogy that I've been making to people is in the end, it's a lot like life. It was, uh, chaotic. Everything that could go wrong went wrong. Um, everything that was trying to work against you was working against you. You were paying way too damn much for it. Uh, but if you persevere and you make the best of it, you have a good time. And I've kind of gotten that sense from a lot of people. And, and in your voicemails later that we're going to play, I get that same sense that, yeah, you know, look, there were you, frustrations, but, uh, we had fun. Well, just, just like you found this buddy, Jason, whoever that is, <laughs> uh, I think that happened to a lot of people. Like it happened to me as well. Like I ended up in line to try to get my Reitman's photo. Yeah. Uh, and ended up uh, 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 crossing paths with uh, Ectocrank. And, uh, you know, we just hung out a lot in line and then it just turned into, you know, <laughs> just hanging out for the old day and then yeah. we find out we're staying at motels right next door to one another so we hung out the next day like it's and i think a lot of and and um there were other people that kind of came and went throughout the day like uh uh doug from ghostbusters resurrection right. joined up yeah. with us for i think about half the day and came out with us for dinner afterwards and uh i got to uh, spend a lot of quality time with uh, the yes have some crew um which you know yes, we we tease absolutely. each other on uh, our respective shows but uh we're actually you know we're pretty good friends and it was great to hang out with them and spend some, some yeah. quality time together and well I, I, we um after the movie we all uh, a bunch of us <laughs> heck of a drive but uh it was it was trying to recreate um uh an outing we did i think it was for the premiere or something like that, but uh, we went to Bob's Big Boy up in Burbank. I still can't believe you guys drove all the way to Burbank. That's still crazy. I can't either, but, it, but like <laughs> I said, it was not my idea, so I wasn't going <laughs> to shoot people down on it. I was like, I knew. it was later in the evening too, so it wasn't exactly, 
it, it was a distance travel and not a huge distance by my measure, but at least the traffic wasn't there yeah. sort of thing. Uh, we had to wait a bit to get in. But once we got in there uh, and everybody sat down, like, because they had just started telling people who was going to show up. So I'm sitting next to Borzu, uh, AJ Quick. Sat down next to him, like so I'm looking over and I'm like, holy oh, cow! What that, we got I mean, I, I ran into AJ in the photo ops line, and I, I went up to I I didn't know that it was AJ. I went up to him, I'm like, is this the photo ops line? And he's like, yeah. Are you Troy? I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then okay. and then I was scratching my head. I'm like, AJ, have we never met? Oh my god, I don't think we've ever met in person. Uh, we we were going around the table. Uh, at some point. Uh, I was with Gary and David of the Ghostbusters of British Columbia, and I don't know how we steered them at it, but they're like chattering away at at uh, AJ about Ghostbusters fans. Like <laughs> they're, just, they're just talking it up, and he's just staring at them. And finally, we were like, "No, it's him. <laughs> it's him." But anyways, they introduced, and, and AJ uh, reaches over, shakes my hand. I'm like, "I'm AJ." I was like, "AJ, we we have met before." He thought I didn't recognize him. <laughs> At first, well, he, does, like, he has a beard. That was the other thing I told to him. I it was did like, change. Yes. I don't know you uh, with with a beard, but uh, that yeah. did take me a second. But then yeah. I'm sitting there going, "He and I, we've only crossed paths officially." Like I don't know if he was at the premiere or not, but uh, but you and I never got to see anybody at the premiere. Basically, um, uh, Pax. He was up with the one of the the Dodge Ectos. The Magnums. Oh yeah, I forget yeah. who he came up with, but with they the, came out for those Boomer Jinx. Yeah, that was he Boomer was in Jinx. Colorado. They, yeah, they they drove out for that, and I ran into I, I you know, just sort of in passing. They're like, "We're here." I'm like, I came out and said hi, shook hands, pictures with the car, oh, and then funny. off. And that would have been doing my math. <sighs> Holy crap! Pushing ten years ago, like just insane. Yeah, so quite some time. That, I mean, that, that was the big takeaway. Was there were a lot of people that I had been talking to for for god since 1996 or 7 and had never met in in person and new fans on our new fans of the podcast too uh tyler foster's always uh uh, hitting us up on uh, twitter and all that (laughs) i I ran into him in the security line that was the weirdest thing yeah i did run into him and we chatted for a bit i think i ran into him a couple of times but we just never managed to find a time and a place to that was the problem is that everybody was going somewhere trying to get to something that they didn't want to miss, right? Yeah. Um, I saw Adam Schwartz uh, in the distance, who was uh, if you know if you're online all the time, fairly easy to pick out uh, from his uh, the little comedy shorts that yeah. go up on Facebook yeah. all the time. So I I've, I I don't even know if he and I have even talked online, but I really wanted to kind of meet him, and it's like no, that didn't work out. Um, <laughs> Well, so I, yeah, meeting up with people that, that was kind of the key essential ingredient here. And it seems like we did. And I mean, there were, there were great interactions, uh, Chris, uh, somebody came up and I don't think they've reached out to us and I'm, I, I feel terrible. I would tell them by name, but, uh, at the very end of the night, they had those great, uh, race dance, uh, commission cards for us. And I, yes. I don't remember who that person was, unfortunately. So if you're out there, hit us up, uh, because, and I think Chris, I you did, even said, I like, did warn him, dude, we're fried. Uh, please remind us who you are. So we, we can thank you properly. Um, they but, were beautiful. Uh, little, little, little watercolor, uh, did 20 of them and gifted each of us I, one. Yeah, like, so he made, the like, that's insane, man. Like, uh, uh, what about the packs came up to me, uh, in between the two panels, uh, at the very end of the night and, and, and a lovely, I mean, I, I still am in, in shock, 
he said, I heard on the podcast that you don't have a sign uh, for your Kenner uh, firehouse. And uh, well, I have an extra one and I brought it for you. And he like reached into his flight suit pocket and he gave me uh, the, the sign in uh, an original firehouse sign uh for my my kenner wow. firehouse. So i was like oh my god thank you so much like the generosity and the amazingness of all, yeah. all of the ghostbusters fans just a shout out to, to, to bob cronin i don't you and i should just preface this that we're god we're going to be remembering people that we you know meant yeah. to say something to and people we get all yeah. this sort of thing but but uh for example uh out of the blue bob cronin came up to introduce himself, said hi, and handed me an answer to the call call sheet that Paul Feig had signed. He, he had wow. gone up with wow. a bunch of them, and Paul Feig signed them all, and he gave one to me. And I'm like, oh, my God. Why are, yeah. This is awesome. Why are you giving this to me? <laughs> this is fantastic. Thank you. And, um, uh, you know, not to, to, to beat around the – here's the thing. I think most of the experience that everybody had took place on the go, and a lot of that sometimes even included – the, the special guests, because the weird thing I noticed effect wise was in an event filled with Ghostbusters fans, people weren't getting mobbed. Yeah. Like they'd be stopped. Yeah. They'd have a couple hangers on people asking, but they would stop. They'd take a photo. They'd say hi, all that sort of thing. But nobody was like, no, can do all that sort of like, you know, if they needed to rush them off, they rushed them off. But you know, like, um, well, and, and that was, was one of the critical flaws in the scheduling, the program yeah. scheduling is that they didn't allot that time for Dan no. Aykroyd to walk across the lot, and not get mobbed, exactly. but yeah. And it's not yeah, even, yeah. it's not even that big of a walk and that's the yeah. crazy part. But, uh, but just to, to give you some example, um, uh, Paul Feig, uh, was out wandering. I, well, not wandering. He was, he was probably headed someplace and some people had stopped him and I walked up and I said, look, uh, Bob apparently was over earlier and he, he got you to sign one of these and I was just, he, he gifted it to me and I was wondering, would you mind personalizing it? So he took a Sharpie and he personalized. So not, it went from oh, Paul Feig cool. to a, to Chris Paul. And that happened all over the place. Like we're sitting at the back at one point later in the evening and I had bumped into, uh, DJ BC. Who has a human, a human male name that oh, I can't <laughs> and, remember and right Paul now. Dan, we have a voicemail from him uh, later. Yay! Yeah. It was fantastic because he was bummed that he didn't get to 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 you know get his photo or the signature of Ray Parker Jr. He missed it, which we'll get into, and yeah. there's a very good yeah. reason why he missed it. Um, but he was there's a rest space near the back of the main stage, uh, not the back of the main stage, but the back of the the audience. Uh, they had the commissary blocked off for, you know, uh, rest space and, and all that. Yeah. But they had space where people could go, you know, the guests could sit in out of the way and all that. And Ray Parker Jr. popped out and he caught him. He got to go over and say hi and get a in a, a signature from him. So, like I said, that's how it, a lot of it was. What he wanted and paid for could not be pre- supplied to him yeah but he managed to procure it himself it, right yeah, so. a lot of people had to go out and figure and 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 i know that that's a running theme of the day is that um for for people that were promised certain things or especially like for the class 10s it was like there was supposed to be uh seating and there was no seating if if people were speaking up they were getting it so that that is the nice thing that wizard world uh they yeah. they were on the day trying to figure it out like uh well you, uh, how can we make this right and it, and it even seems like uh people who are reaching out to customer service they're still trying to figure out ways to make they're it still, right so they that's, are that's still good. trying to figure it um, if if you if you, there's something you just want to tell them write in be polite they've been listening and replying very promptly yeah, so yeah so uh, 
Well, let's do this, Chris, because speaking okay. of Ray Parker Jr., I want to get to us being almost killed by a, an inflated marshmallow man, which is at the very <laughs> end of the day. And if we're going to talk about it chronologically, I fear we won't get to it. So you make you make it sound like almost killed as in an accident, <laughs> like it fell off a roof or something. No, no, no. What you, what you mean is almost killed like Jason Voorhees. You were attacked by the state of marshmallow man. So <laughs> so that's my tease. We have to get to that by the end of the right. show. So. Um, so let's talk about the, the Friday night, um, screening, the cocktail party slash screening, which was held downtown, um, which, uh, as, as I have talked about, uh, to the point where people are probably sick of it, I was not able to get to it, but tell, tell me about that. (laughs) I understand it was, um, it was loud that sound, sound problems are a, uh, recurring theme throughout, uh, uh, this, this event. Sound and, um, pardon me. Uh, nothing like taking a glass swig of your beer and finding a, a little bit of pepper oh. from dinner too that goes down hey, the wrong way. There you go. Surprise. Um su- surprise. Um it was better than I imagined because as you pointed out, the globe is a club. It's a dance club. Yeah. They actually put out seats. So People did get to sit. The downside is they didn't put up enough seats. That's yeah. That's what I heard is that there weren't enough seats, so it was kind of standing room only. But I, it seemed like people were kind of mingling and doing the cocktail party thing. Anyway. A little bit, although yeah. some people were kind of annoyed. Um, and again, not well covered. So there were some people that had like just physical issues with standing. That had they, you know, there'd been some sort of communication probably could have made arrangements, right? Yeah. But it was also, we just literally found out by walking through the door. But it was kind of cool. They had, like, uh, uh, one of the stands was done up for concessions, so you could get, like, movie snacks, hot dog, popcorn, nachos, all that sort of thing. Uh, the bars were there so you could get a drink, which was cool. Um, Dan, <laughs> Crystal Head Vodka. <laughs> I, I saw it, yeah, right, there, right there on the menu was the Crystal Head Vodka as the ingredient Crystal Head in vodka. all of the they drinks. Had yeah. All of the drinks. They had uh, a Slimer and they had a Stay Puffed. And uh, I forgot to take a picture, but uh, a couple people, uh, Jake at Yes Have Some did, and somebody else sent me their photo too. But So I know what the ingredients are, so I'm going to have to do a little bit of experimenting. But uh, uh, I went over and I thought, oh, maybe I'll have one of those. And at the top, it's like $16. And I'm like, ha ha, that's crazy even if I wasn't Canadian. <laughs> And spending from the the, we, the weaker Canadian dollar. Although um, I heard that they were pretty strong. People at breakfast were talking about how strong they were and how they caught they, up you very got, quickly. Oh, yeah. you well, yeah, because it had like three types of liqueur yeah. all mixed, you know, liquor all together. Uh, and they must have been popular because uh, they sold out of at least one of them. Like they just couldn't make them anymore. Uh, although I secretly think that's because they ran out of gummy bears or gummy worms <laughs> or whatever they were throwing in. Um. <laughs> Uh, let's see. So, uh, not enough chairs. Uh, it was very loud. Uh, I ran across some, uh, <laughs> I ran across, I don't know. I'm, I don't, I won't name drop on this one because it is professionally what he does, but there was, a, 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 a another fan in attendance and I ran into him the next morning at the, 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 this is why you'll be amused. I ran into him at the autograph line having, we both just came from the, uh, the registration the next morning. Uh, he is a pro- like a, 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 a professional events coordinator. Oh, interesting. Like, or okay. organizing, organizing. I'm like, sure he had uh, a lot to say. Club, yeah, organizing club venues, etc. Oh, yeah. He, uh, yeah. His his professional OCD was hitting pretty hard <laughs> at the movie screening, and the next morning was no better for him. But um, 
he uh, he took a screenshot. He has his phone has a, a decibel meter, and uh, he took a he took a level uh, when the movie hit its high points, like its loud points. Yeah, yeah, it was in the danger zone. It was one hundred twenty one decibels. Oh, like geez, like, that's uh, not as, good. Not- yes, which, as I understand it, is chainsaw next to the ear level. As yeah. in, if you're in ear a protection. metal shop. Yeah, if you're in a work environment and it hits that, you at 120, you're supposed to be wearing ear protection legally, sort of thing. Um, That's uh, well, because I I did hear from yeah. people that were saying it was like rattling their fillings uh, because the base the, the yeah. base was so deep, so they would switch on the packs and the whole ground would rumble and exactly. And I was, was halfway. Like, That's cool. Yeah. Also, ouch, ouch. I was halfway back. Uh, so I can only imagine the people in the front, the class tens yeah. in the front row, got walloped. Um, I, I was sitting next to a woman who basically plugged her ears for the whole thing. Oh, she man. basically enjoyed the movie with her ears plugged. Somebody else was telling me they're sitting next to somebody that, uh, again, if they had just kind of <sighs> communicated a bit better and made allowances, somebody was there. They had sensory issues. That uh, and there were flashes and strobes and nope. I hear they were like that kind of thing. The, the hearing it was the yeah. big thing. But the thing is, is they know they have these sensory issues, and we're not worried because they thought they were going to a movie screening. And uh, what they turned into was way louder and way, way more in your face, and it was really hitting them hard. Uh, the other thing was, is this was not the I have seen Ghostbusters in a movie theater. On like a twenty-five-year-old, uh, like public performance print, yeah, like one of the original prints that's been handed around for decades. Uh, those screenings were better than what we watched, which was mm. uh, basically a digital projection. What looked like it was coming off of some a laptop through a non-HD projector Ooh. and the oh, saturation no. that. Slimer was neon. Like he was literally no features. He was just a glow what? of green. Reds were like super saturated. It was just. See that? I, I, that's the whole reason that I wanted to be at a screening at FanFest was I figured it would be on the lot or, you know, or they were yeah. going to put it outside at the lot or something. But it, at least it would have or, this presentation that was like. Or, or have it someplace that has uh, <sighs> a UHD 4K projector and we something. watch the brand new 35th anniversary disc, right? Like something uh, like that. I mean, you can, again, I mean, not to bring it up again, but that Back to the Future screening at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, like th- that was a, a calibrated THX experience where the picture was awesome and the sound was awesome and it was outdoors. Yeah. I mean, th- anyway. This we, was. This is a city of professionals that do that for a living. Anyway. Yeah, and anyway, so that's, that's the long and the short of it. Um, it wasn't too bad getting in. The lineup, the, the, a lot of people went. The lineup went around the block to get in. Um, also, yeah, it sounds like they were selling general admission tickets, so there were people that were not uh, members of FanFest that were, were coming in the door. and Oh, they must um, have been in for a surprise. Um, yeah. <laughs> they had the uh, balcony upstairs was closed off for Class 10, but they weren't telling people. There was Class 10 uh, wandering so around. nobody knew. They, they found out later that people were up there, um, you know, in their own private class 10 space watching because Hmm. they were told that there was class 10 reserve spots up front. So they thought, Oh, this is our special spot. And they went there, not realizing that there was a separate bar and a space upstairs. Um, they ran out, they, they ran out of most of the snacks. Uh, I just, it was, (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know. Not not expecting the uh, the Ghostbusters fans to be as big of a party crowd, I guess. Uh, but it was uh, it was just okay. But what it really set up was again the first pass of really starting to meet up with people. Actually, yeah. that's not true. That happened the night before with the Yes Have Some meetup. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they uh, had a little meetup in the the hotel lobby uh, where they were staying uh, in yeah. Culver and. Uh, yeah, there was a, a pretty sizable group there too. It was like 20, 30 people that all got 20, together. 30 and, people. Yeah. Uh, enough that, uh, the hotel staff got mad at them. Oh, really? <laughs> well, cause they were, they were all milling about the, the, the bar space, uh, that's in the front lobby. Like, yeah. uh, it's a big open space and part of it is tables and seats for the lounge and <laughs> everybody went, well, that's where the bar is so and that's where we're supposed to meet the lounge so the hotel was like please go stand over here there was a space off to the side they're like go have your party over here <laughs> just get out of the way of everybody <laughs> so have your private party elsewhere please thank you I, uh, <laughs> a small aside a friend of mine who lives there don came down uh I, I, I told her i was in town what was going on and she came down to hang out for a bit and she was telling me afterwards, she was driving a bunch of us back to our hotel to drop us off. And she was, I, I said, well, I hope you didn't mind hanging out with nerds. She's like, no, I thought it was adorable. <laughs> and, and I said, uh-huh. And she, I said, it's pretty geeky. And she said, let me put it to you this way. Uh, four ladies of the night walked through the hotel lobby at one point and not a single head turned to look at them. Because <laughs> everybody was in a deep conversation about uh, retconning lore and... Yeah. Actually, funnily enough, it had very little to do with Ghostbusters for the most part. It was just chit-chat. Yeah. Like it was hanging out and getting to know people. Uh, so let's see here. Uh, that was my first run-in with uh, Massimo, our pal Massimo. Oh, yeah. Showed up for that. I've heard uh, many a tale of people that have <laughs> run into to GB Max and and have, have called him the highlight of their weekend, uh, he, just his he energy. Can, and he, exactly. He continues to be the, the fan we all aspire to be. Uh, I brought down uh, the 7-Eleven stuff for him. Oh, nice. Uh, I Excellent. apologize. It was either bring stuff for, for Max or bring stuff for you. And you always keep complaining that most of your stuff is in storage. So you lost it. <laughs> That's fine. Give it to Max. He deserves it. That guy deserves I, it. I brought that and he immediately pulled out um, uh, one of the Playmobil magazines that the German oh, uh, guys yeah. posted. Yeah. It, uh, Playmobil being, you know, pan-European, um, they had him in Italy too. He picked one up. And G, uh, GB Italia is actually uh, featured inside the magazine. Oh, so he funny. brought me one of these, you know, more uh, stickers and all this great stuff. It was just great. And we're chatting. Uh, his, uh, he brought along his buddy Matteo. Um, hung out the whole evening. Matteo doesn't speak any English, but uh, it was great fun hanging out with them. They mingled about. Uh, our pal Naoki was there. Yeah, I, I got to got to hang out with Naoki, and he and I talked. He took some awesome photos. I hope he posts them online somewhere. Yes, I um, think so. I feel bad because I'm pretty sure I'm still not quite pronouncing his name right, but uh, he was there. Um, w- w- the best part about that is... He asked me, it took a little bit, uh, his English is pretty good, but uh, it's a, a little broken at times. And he was like, I, I finally figured out, he was, he was like, do you remember in answer to the call, there was the Japanese cover of Ghostbusters? And I said, yeah, I do remember. That was great. He said, did you know they did that in 1984? And I'm like, hold the phone, tell me more. <laughs> so he play, brings it up on his phone. 
Yes, in 1984, not only was there a, a, a Japanese cover of Ghostbusters, there was a Japanese cover of Hot Night by Laura Branigan. Oh, how funny. That it, And just again to give you an idea of how this weekend was flawed but awesome at the same time, he ran into me the next day, uh, casually handed off an 8 gigabyte uh, flash uh, disk. Uh, is that right? They flash uh, with flash the drive. Yeah, not a yeah, flash thumb, drive. Thumb but drive. I was not a thumb drive. drive. Whatever my Zoom card. runs on. Yeah, yeah, the little the little the memory SD card. card. Yeah, SD card. Thank you. That's what I was looking yeah. for. Eight gigs, and I was like, "Oh, uh, I'll have to get this to my computer, and I'll get it off." He's like, "No, just take it." Oh, well, how do I get it back to you? I I don't want it. Keep it. <laughs> I'm like, "Wow." Eight That's, gigabytes doesn't mean anything to, anymore. I was apparently, say, yeah, in Japan, those are like here's a you know uh, three quarter floppy here. <laughs> three quarter floppy, exactly. Uh, so I have those. I hope we can play them at some point for people. Uh, maybe uh, next week or yeah, something next like week, that. Yeah, next week we'll drop something in there. Yeah. Uh, they're really great. Um, who else? Tom Gebhardt dropped in there. Uh, Borzu dropped in there. Oh, Ben uh, Langle. Oh, Ben. I'm Ling- sorry. Lingala. Lingala. Lang- Lang- Langaliers. I, I. That's all I can ever think of. I'm sure he's heard that one. Up. Yeah. <laughs> Langlanes. Lang. I think it's. Anyways, I'm so yeah. sorry. Um. Uh, he was there with his wife. I've had a number of wives. Uh, all incredibly patient. Um. Who else? Like I said, it's uh, just a blur. They just have yeah. some people who were there. Uh, just. Well, it was it was actually really great. Like, and that went until like eleven o'clock, eleven thirty at night. People had literally just arrived, uh, but everybody was excited to get together and hang out. And uh, yeah, nice, nice. Uh, that was well, so. That was that was Thursday. Thursday then night, Friday, then was, Friday the was the screening. Screening, and, and like I said, some of us went down to the Biltmore and all that uh, before. So that was great. Yeah. And then uh, then came the the day, the day of the event. The, the actual, day of the event. Uh, so let's let's get into Saturday. Let's talk about. Um, so all right. Well, this is your turn then. I was going to say yeah, because we we split up here because you had you were on the class five, right? Uh, class the three. RGB class three was the RGB uh, track, um, yeah. and I was on the class ten and uh, went went and had breakfast with the uh, the yes have some crew. We were at table twenty two. It was a lot like a wedding. Uh, everybody went and signed in, and you got your uh, wedding uh, table number and. Uh, everybody started getting rowdy as to who, no, nobody was rowdy. <laughs> it was, it was way too Food early in the morning. Fight! Yeah. Right. It, so, so the breakfast again, being off site, uh, made it a little difficult because people kind of trickled in. Uh, there were two different lines, uh, which, because, uh, that was a, a recurring problem with, uh, <laughs> with the day's events that nobody knew where the actual line was. Um, so, so once everybody finally got in the door, uh, and started getting their coffee and their breakfast and started meeting each other and, uh, mingling, it was, uh, it was great and it was wonderful. Um, but the problem was that, uh, that, that happened at about, I think they started letting people in. They said check-in was going to start at eight 30, which it kind of started a little late and, uh, they let people in at about nine, I want to say. And then they started getting food out by like nine 30 or 10, uh, and everybody's looking at their watch like, I think we're supposed to be somewhere by 11. Um, yeah. And, and none of the celebrities have come down. So uh, a very good early indicator uh, that, that this is how the day was going to go. Um, and at the same time, that's when they dropped the programming schedule. So everybody was freaked out about like, wait a minute. Um, hold yeah. on. These four panels are at the same time. 
Uh, yeah. And and again, it's almost eleven o'clock, and we're supposed to be at a panel at twelve thirty. All right, sure. Um, it was. Um, I will say it was a great list of panels. It's just that they were stacked. They were stacked. Four going on at the three or four going on at the same time for four hours. Yeah, I mean, I think an indicative of it. You know, the very first page. I just I just grabbed my program here, and the program was wonderful, by the way. Uh, yes. You know, Dan Schoening and and uh, John Urkaba, and there's a great thing in there from Eric Burnham and Violet Ramis Steele, but. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so the, the programming schedule came out uh, on Saturday morning, which since it's printed in the actual program is very weird too. Why did they not release it to people if they had it to print? But anyway, um, so literally right out of the top of the day at 1230, you have the uh, the Dan Aykroyd uh, paranormal panel, which I know a lot of us were into. Yeah. Um, there was another paranormal panel curiously scheduled at the exact same time with a paranormal researcher, Dylan Jones. Yep. Um, there was the real Ghostbusters reunion, which you and I were looking forward to Yep. Uh, and the Ghostbusters, the video game panel at the exact same time Yep. and the cleaning up the town. Remembering Ghostbusters screening was at the exact same time. Yep. So, so five panels all at once. And I really wanted to see Dan's. I really wanted to see the RGB reunion and I really wanted to see the cleaning up the town. Uh, all of those. And, and <coughs> I'm skipping ahead here, but I, for good reason, you know, I went into the, the Dan paranormal panel and Dan's first words out of his mouth were, where is everybody? Like there were maybe 20 or 30 people in, in his auditorium and an auditorium designed to fit Six to seven hundred people. Uh, yeah, we we did that up because it was in the same same auditorium where they premiered the uh, Answer the Call trailer. So it was a yeah. big theater that was uh, for the most part pretty empty. Um, yeah, which, and, one and that would have been really good. Would yeah. be really good to screen. Oh, I don't know, a movie at. Yeah, but, uh, exactly. well, that's the other thing. So anyway, so I'm I'm, I'm definitely skipping ahead. But so breakfast yes. was breakfast was good, but it was also very chaotic. They basically ended yep. up shuffling um, all of the, all of the actors through for one photo with everybody um and and even that was running behind and poor ivan uh showed up and he was trying to spend as much time as he possibly could at every table but he was basically getting about a, a, a two two minutes each um and was still running so far behind that i think that that's what started his day off uh on, yeah. on a bad foot because he was about an hour behind so so at about 11 30 i want to say i actually texted craig to be like what time did we finally leave breakfast because it was like after 11 o'clock um we headed over to the lot where i understood you were already in line for check-in and registration now luckily the one thing that the class 10s did get is the the check-in and registration that happened at the breakfast uh helped us sort of circumnavigate at least the registration line but we went to go stand in that uh, security line which was uh pretty lengthy too Um, yeah this was in my books for you it was the breakfast for me the registration and check-in was the indicator of things to come yeah it was it seemed it just just in what I observed while standing in the security line it was nobody had a clear idea of where the lines were what the lines were for there were class check-in packages but there were also ticket check-in packet or uh, lines yeah they there, had the tables all lined up together. And what they did was, is they brought everybody in in groups. Like they just, they would make them line up at the front gate on the street until there was, you know, 20 or 30 people or whatever. And then they'd bring them in 
uh, and then they guide them around, not too far, but you know, to the the parkade. Yeah, they'd walk us to the uh, into the parkade, and then they would tell us to go what they were calling holding. I never see it as a good sign if your convention is naming parts of their entrance. <laughs> The way the police do the, the holding cell, yeah. The, yeah, like the holding area. I'm like, okay, oh, and there's kettling going on over there. Hilarious. Oh, um, so they walk us in, and we have to literally cut through lines to go be, to this opening in those metal divider fences. Yeah, into a part of the parkade where we then lined up to wait to get to that same thing we walked through and then not know where the hell we're supposed to be because that uh, it was right in front of where the check-in tables were. Yeah. Uh, each area had a line. They had three for general admission. Nobody was a general admission. So I'm going to tell you right now, most everything was built on, people buying the class packages by mm. the looks of it. But the cla- all of the class packages were jammed up into one spot next to autographs and photos. And then at the other end was press and, you know, exhibitors and all that sort of thing. So you come out of that line and then you just naturally watch all these lines. What it looks like is, you know, uh, it looks like a, a river that turns into, you know, spreads into different tributaries. Like, because you start, you start Follow in this line and you sit there, like we waited for, and it, here's the thing. Don't get me wrong. Things moved pretty quick. We got through the process in maybe less than 20 minutes, which is not horrible, but it was just so confusing. Like we waited in the line until it got to the thing. So all of a sudden I'm with my friend, Kevin, Kevin, uh, uh, had a, uh, 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 press pass to get in. Well, cause Kevin's press, uh, not like us. Yeah, he's actually a, 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 he's a, a radio personality. Uh, he's actually a radio yeah. person. So he, he, it's only then that we realized that line that we're in is not feeding into the press one. It was just that the end of the press line was so close to it, it looked like it did, but he could have gone right there yeah. and stepped, stepped into it. So we follow that along until we get to general admission, at which point they point out, oh, no, this does not attach to the line that goes to the class packages. That's right there. At which point we go, okay, so we go to look at that one. That one snakes all the way back. Oh, it's like, geez. oh, God. So we wait in that one. And as we're getting closer, we're looking up. And it's like autographs and photos. It's like, oh, well, okay, I guess are, is that just for s- certain buy-ons or is that for – like is there no uh, pay pay at the, the autographs or whatever sort of thing? We get up. We get our class – packs and all that and we ask what do we do like if we want to buy like individual people's all this stuff? oh you got to go through there so we step into the line for 10 minutes and get up there and find out no this is just selling autographs and photos for jeez ah, special ones like Slavica Jovan or Ray Parker Jr. or if you wanted if you came in on just the basic uh, general admission but wanted to drop 300 bucks on the the uh, the 1984 uh, f- uh, photo, and good gosh, help you if you went for that, because wow. Uh, anyways, so all that is done. The hand is our bag and our lanyards, and then we're told to go into this second area that's gated off to wait in line to go through a a search, uh, like a metal yeah, detector the search. Metal de- that was the security line that I was in, and that 
that was also uh they weren't ready for people they hadn't set the metal detectors up and it was no a whole to do and and, and they were making people take all of their stuff off before they went through which it's a bunch of ghost heads in uh, proton packs with uh with pistol belts on it's worse than that (laughs) we're going through and they're making people put their bags aside so that the security guy can look through the goodie bag. They had to. The goodie bag that you the just The goodie bag that they just yeah. handed us. Yeah. And then we'd walk through the metal detector where the lanyard would, uh, would set off the thing, the right? Yeah. It literally should have been shuttled. Like, with a couple of small changes, it just would have been a straight shot. But... And and you you know that parkade as well as I do. There's more than enough room to have done that. Like, oh yeah, I mean it's it, it's interesting. I mean it, it's laid out for people that have been to Disneyland. It's like a Disneyland uh, uh, parking structure. So there's plenty uh, of space. But plenty uh, of space. Anyway, we right. literally we literally could have started at one end, walked through security, and then once we've gone through security, look over at the line of tables and got. And looked at the signs and gone oh, right to the one we needed yeah. and been done. But it was it was like I'm, we're not even conveying that it, all this was pretzeled together in a weird way. Like it's just <laughs> it's uh, the uh, best the best I can equate it to is if you're standing out in front of the San Diego Convention Center on a Saturday. That's what it felt <laughs> like. But um, all right, so so we get through security. Uh, so that's that's our twenty minute discussion. I was going to say we're an inside. hour into our podcast. We haven't even got through the damn security line. Um, so so. I think so first impressions are really key here and they really yep. did go above and beyond doing their best to um, to make a good first impression for people that were entering the event um, even though as you as you so uh, you say holding uh, they were holding people in front of the jeopardy uh, soundstage until they wanted to open the doors up which took a little bit of time and uh, so everybody started gathering and then it became the running of the bulls, uh, because we all knew yeah. we had to get to one place in 10 minutes. And, uh, so the bummer is they had this wonderful entrance plan. They had a, a, a band that was playing the Ghostbusters theme. Um, yep. and they had a bunch of, they had a, a black carpet with a lineup of, uh, of local chapters of, of Ghostbusters fans yeah, that were Southland. scanning you. Um, it was the Southland Ghostbusters, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the Southland guys. And I think some of the Arizona guys, um, they had all of the ectos lined up. They had uh, Stay Puffed, the big inflatable Stay Puffed. They had a great welcome banner from uh, John Urkaba. All of yep. this stuff that would have been wonderful just to sort of spend some time in. But everybody literally put their heads down and moved forward because much like at any convention, uh, certain people wanted to get to the K-Swiss booth because they wanted to get the the shoes. Um, I wanted to get in. Uh, and, uh, and, and get to Dan's panel, which was in 15 minutes. In 15 um, minutes. And yeah. They organized us off by class. Cause again, they put it by class 10 gets to go in first, which, you know, and then the other classes by descending number and then general admission. And I guess that makes sense, but I think that was one of the first things I found about later. And I was like, I don't know why they did it that way. K-Swiss had depending on reports anywhere from two to five the first two to five people to come by the sneakers got one of these limited edition 100 like they made only 100 uh uh, uh ghostbusters 35th anniversary walkman sony walkman yeah but as i understand well, those were those were gone before people were even let in the door that's well, that was my yeah, understanding of it and in my yeah. head even if that wasn't the case they were 
gone to the class 10s. And what it meant was, is it was just this bonus freebie for a class 10, which is great. It's just that in my head, it almost would have yeah. made more sense that there was a draw or something. Well, I don't know. But well, anyways. So, yeah, I mean, and, and that was, I mean, it was great. I tried to grab some video of it. We put, and and as much as we could, you and I did our best to, to keep uh, the, the social feeds running. Um, so I tried yeah. to get that. And, and I think people immediately saw like, why you should have spent time there. Why did you just keep going? I was like, well, I got stuff to do. We got stuff to do. Yeah, there was, um, it was like, this is why I tried to lay it out at the earlier part of this. It was a four hour window, a four hour window to get, depending on your class package, at least a couple of photos and autographs and some panels. Yeah. If you were up to class 10, you had, I think, four or five photos and autographs to try to get as well as panels. That would have been your whole day. I mean, if I think that's why I walked away with just the photo that I I wanted and I, I, as a bonus, got the real Ghostbusters photo because it was at the exact same time. But, um, yeah. So otherwise I would have been in line because you spent the majority of your time in line for the photo op, right? Like that was a real... All right, well, let's, let's, this is where we slightly diverge. And rather than get into too much weird details, I uh, flip a coin here. Let, we, we should just, we could probably quickly describe uh, what we did for the four hours before we got to uh, the main stage stuff, for which the main is where stage things kind of. Yeah. So you, you first. So you said so you put your head down and you went for it. I put my it. head down and I, I was heading toward Dan's uh, panel. But then what they had done is they moved the, the map that we had all gotten had been completely rearranged. They put all of the autographs in the commissary. So you're walking past the main stage and in the commissary, there's all the the autograph lines and that's where I ran into you. But, um, they, I I saw that, that Violet Raymond Steele was, was hanging out by herself and I, I knew I wanted to get her to sign my book because, uh, you know, we had such a lovely discussion with her on the podcast and, um, have, have gotten to be kind of close with her. And, and so I, ran to get her autograph, uh, cried like a baby. She gave me a hug. And I was like, I'm sorry if I let, I have to go. And I ran to, to Dan's panel and was actually like five, 10 minutes late. Uh, or at least I thought I was, uh, until as I was walking there, Dan was walking with, uh, an EPK crew and some people. And I was like, well, I'll just follow him into his own panel. That's, uh, the easiest way to do this. Hmm. Um, so that, that was my morning. That was literally, I mean, you would think, oh, you go in and you check out some of the booths. You see what some of the people are selling. Uh, I think I, I high-fived John Yerkeba and handed us, uh, some stuff off for him uh, that uh, I, I had uh, gotten for him and then and, and was in that panel. And, and so that was the first thing. I went into Dan's paranormal panel. It was a, a great conversation. Uh, you know, Dan can really amp his... Uh, UFO and alien uh, talk and and paranormal talk up to an eleven, but he kept it a, at a pretty uh, pretty even five or six. So he was uh, telling these great stories uh, about uh, haunted flights. You know, there was an elevator that uh, uh, on a plane that had crashed, and they used some of the parts from the plane crash in in a new. Uh, aircraft and uh, all of the people in the galley said that the elevator was haunted and they pulled that part out and sure enough the haunting stopped wonderful stories like that um that that was the that was it and then i went from there to get into the photo op line so um as much as i wanted to stay in that same room because that's where the richard edlin special effects panel was about to happen 
I knew I wanted that 1984 group photo and I thought it was at 1.15. So when the hour was up at Dan's panel, I hopped up and went and got in line. Um, so that was, that was my morning. And then, cause you and I kind of converge at the photo ops uh, line. So what, what did you mm-hmm. do? You hopped into the, the, um, the autograph line, right? Yeah. So weirdness number one is that that commissary is sizable. As you put it, it's designed to accommodate hundreds of people at once because it's a busy studio that has to feed a lot of people. Yeah, it's it's huge. It's uh, it's it's your biggest high school cafeteria. That's the best way I can describe it. Yeah, they blocked it off into way too small. Like they, they tried to keep everything crammed together for some reason. Not only the Ghostbusters people, like the uh, Jim Fi and stuff like that, that showed up. Uh, uh, Violet had a, her spot and all that. Outside under the overhang, like they had a. And that must have been hot as hell, too. At least it wasn't direct sunlight, but it was still, you know, sunlight. They had all the Wizard World. Yeah, it was like, that's where Ferrigno was and um, Veronica from Clerks and, yeah. All that sort of thing. So there's two doors, but, again, nobody's explaining anything. They're not even explaining how this, like, because we got our lanyards and they came with, like, a business card size card that was intended to be treated as, like, a punch card. right. Right. You know what I mean? Like, this is what you get, and if it's marked off, you don't get it again. And I'm like, that is laughable, because the chances that if you get something once, that you're somehow going to double back and get it again and fool somebody uh, was twofold. A, nobody was going to try it, and two, yeah, probably could have. <laughs> like, I was going to say, I, the, I know a few people that actually did, and I was like, that's par- part of the problem here is nobody's uh, getting through the line, because you've gone through like three times. But It's just, <laughs> just uh. yeah, so I'm waiting in line. When you and I met up, I was waiting in line. And what it felt like and looked like from the outside is that it was a line to like get in and walk down like the line of people and get the autographs you want. What it really was, was it was too narrow of a space inside, but people immediately hit Dave Coulier and Maurice LaMarche, uh, as well as William Atherton. Like there was these people that like the, for lack of a better term, the, the, the higher level VIPs and all that, that people wanted to get their autographs from. So they're all getting bunched up and nobody's getting near anybody else. So like I stepped in and, Got up there and I got my, you know, uh, uh, Maurice LaMarche and uh, um, Dave Coulier signed my uh, Now Comics, Real Ghostbusters oh, number nice. one. Super duper awesome. Um, and I'm trying to look over heads and I can see William Atherton and all that. There's no indication, like you can't see to see if they have signs like, you know, the some of the special effects people and the, you know, the crew that was there and all that. They had signs that, you know, they wanted... 20 bucks or whatever. Some of them brought books they were selling and all this sort of thing. Uh, uh, You couldn't tell, right? So I'm trying to think like, so if I wait in line for William Atherton, how much does he cost? I don't know. Maybe I'd like to get his autograph and and, and that sort of thing. In the end, the higher level people just didn't seem to care. Like they were not there for that. Uh, That's Um, what I noticed. They were signing stuff. And then at, at one point I was like, wait, did you, did you have to pay for that? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I kind of gave up, uh, a line was forming for Paul Feig. Uh, and I was like, well, no, that's when I started to kick in. I got, cause remember I bought the class three class three was the real Ghostbusters 
package, right? So yeah. I want the autographs uh, of those guys. And then I'm looking around and I'm pondering, like, who else am I going to get? And that's when it starts to hit me just how insanely compressed everything is. Because by the time I got through that, like you, I'm sitting there going, panels have started. I'm missing them. Like the <laughs> – and um, the Reitman, this is – summer's in the midst of all this. Everybody ended up with uh, the opportunity to get your photo taken with the two Reitmans. That that was like their concession for all of the things on the packages for that everything fell off. Else. The, the, everybody got the photo with Jason and Ivan Reitman, yeah. which uh, that's I, yeah, that's what we're getting to is the bottleneck but, at the photo. But ops. all, <laughs> uh, a la the the schedule that VIP schedule we got, they were inverted. Yeah, uh, Ivan was set for eighty four uh, photo ops at one time, and the Reitman photo op at another, and. They had uh, Jason in an inverted time slot. Like, it was just really confusing. So you're looking at it going, well, I guess I better go line up, right? Um, And then Violet Ramis Steele was there, and I said, well, it was like you. She wasn't – there was a couple people there, but she wasn't really being swamped or anything. I said, it's a real good opportunity. I went over and introduced myself, uh, and then she proceeded to tease me about my book, (laughs) which I didn't – since we had our – Roundtable with the Ontario Ghostbusters. I had neglected to remove the little uh, stick'em notes <laughs> to get, go to certain so pages. She, she saw all of your research uh, on. She the book. laughed that's at fun. that. She, that's what she actually signed. She said, "I love the stick'em notes." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> haha." And then she continued to tease me because, of course, like I said, I have the dust jacket wrapped in those uh, those library grade right. uh, plastic wraps, right, uh, to, to protect it, sort of thing. So. It was nice to meet her. She was very nice. I never thought to ask for a photo, uh, but of course she was a paid photo opportunity too. So I just kind of, yeah. I, I really want the book signed and say hi to her. And I got that. And I was like, that's great. Okay. Off I go. Yes. And this is where we start to converge again. Cause we're now over at Carrie at the Carrie Grant theater, which is right across from the, the big uh, theater where Dan's uh, paranormal panel just happened. No, so that- Reed, it was in the Rita, Rita Hayworth, Hayworth across yeah, from the Cary Grant. Cary Grant is, Cary the, Grant theater, is the big yeah. theater, yeah. Um, Rita Hayworth is like a, a kind of a convention space. Um, yeah. <laughs> funny enough, a convention space. But uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so what ended up happening is they had at one point it was one big line. So that's where I met up with AJ Quick and I was like, hey, are, are you in line and uh, what's happening? He was like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a class 10. This is the line for the group photo. And and so we sat there for, I don't know, half hour, 45 minutes until uh, another group came up and said, hey, did you know that there's another class 10 line around the corner? And a, a good chunk of us were like, no. So yeah. we walked around the corner and sure enough, there's another class 10 line. That's uh, kind of snaking around the opposite side of the building. Um, and it, in the end, what ended up happening, here's my understanding of it, is uh, because of the way that the schedule had uh, kind of been poorly planned, um, Ivan was running super, super far behind. I mean, from breakfast, he was already like an hour behind. Yep. Um, and uh, I don't, I have reason to believe that they didn't schedule breaks for any of our poor uh, celebrity friends either, which I think was a, a, a pretty big problem. But. Um, so Ivan was running really late. So that, that dual photo op that was supposed to happen that X amount of people were promised between, uh, Jason and Ivan, uh, hadn't happened. So all of these people that were in line for the, both the class 10 and the, the class five and three, um, dual photo op, everybody had converged there and was just 
standing. So everybody was in this line and, and not moving, not going anywhere. Um, yeah. and, uh, f- for, for many reasons, which we don't really have to get into, but, you know, I think it is worth noting on the air is that, uh, there were not a lot of opportunities to get water and food. Um, there were no. food trucks, but there were not like, you know, uh, water. I mean, it was hot. It was, uh, it's 85 degrees here in Los Angeles and we're all in this concrete, uh, uh, area. So as soon as we all in, converge, half of us in jumpsuits, in jumpsuits, like, some people in cotton, some people in Nomex, some people carrying packs, some people. So, I mean, uh, we were kind of joking the week before saying like, wear sunscreen and stay hydrated, but that was actually not really a joke. I mean, like no. a lot of people didn't wear sunscreen. A lot of people didn't bring water. I myself brought a water bottle that was gone by about noon. Um, and so I saw people, yeah filling soda cans with water in the bathroom, just trying to uh, stay hydrated. But so, so anyway, it was sweltering hot. Everybody was not moving. Uh, people were starting to get angry. Um, and, uh, and, and a, a lovely testament to who he is. Jason Reitman, uh, caught wind of this and started walking down, uh, the two lines and shaking hands and meeting up with people and, um, and, and, and just thanking them for being there. And it was that I, I, I appreciated that so much and I couldn't get a great photo of it, but I tried to put it up on our face or on, on our Instagram page, uh, because just that little gesture alone was, was, uh, was really great. Yeah. But, um, so, so what ended up happening is they combined for the class tens, they combined the dual photo op and the 1984 photo op, which was what I was really into, uh, into one, one uh, uh, sit-down session, um, and they, they as soon as uh, Ivan showed up, they just rattled through as many of those Class 10 people as they could, uh, and then the lines uh, started moving, and, and thankfully, kind of, thankfully, uh, things started moving, um, and, and we went from there. But So the Class 10s, I finished with that, and then I was like, oh, all right, I have some time no, wait, there's a panel going on. Violet Ray Steele's panel is on right now. So I finished with that and uh, booked it across to the main stage. But you were still in line at that point, right? Where where were you yeah. at? Uh, well, I was a class three. So as I was getting around the corner and could see the door and could see that second line, the last of the class tens were going through and they pulled out class fives. And as I got up to the front, somebody started looking for class three. So I step out and then the organizers are there all kind of uh, having words with one another. Because at this yeah. point, the plan had apparently gone out the window. The lineup, putting the class fives at the end of the class 10 line made sense. But the trouble was is that at this exact same time, the dual Reitmans was supposed to be happening, and nobody had information on that. And as a class three, I was supposed to be getting my picture with uh, Maurice LaMarche and Dave Coulier, yeah. and theoretically Joe Medjuk, but Joe wasn't wasn't there for that, so maybe that wasn't what they intended. So they pull me out and start a line for class threes, uh, to which I'm like, okay, what line am I in? Like, they started me. I was the front of it. I was like, what am I in? Am what am I, what here? am I waiting for right now? Yeah. Uh, literally. And it was confused by, because they were reporting that they were doing the, the, the Reitmans together in a single photo. But that wasn't well uh, explained. So what people were saying was, is no, everybody gets an 84 photo now. And I'm like, well, if I was a class 10, I'd be real like class oh, 10, class five. What happened? Be, Did everybody get be, the? I don't know. It was never confirmed. Like oh. I have no idea because I'm standing in line going, what line am I in? And they're like, well, what are you? And I'm like a class three. And I'm like, I was here for the Reitman 
dual photos they're like those are still not happening for a half an hour <laughs> and I'm like, okay, but I'm looking over at this as they do the 84s, and I look over, and there's the the RGB one. So see, because the see the thing is, is if you had a class 10, class five, maybe just a class 10, I don't know. Um, you were supposed to get the 84 photos and the RGB photos. Yeah. So they had a procession. You'd get your photo with the 84 group, and then you'd walk across the thing and get yeah, your photo with the that's RGB what guys. To me. I was like, oh, this is this is great. This is wonderful because I wasn't expecting to get that photo. But so yeah. I'm sitting here going, well, okay. That's half an hour from now. I'm just supposed to stand here for that. But meanwhile, they're doing the RGB people. What am I supposed to, like, where, <laughs> how do I get to that? Like, I don't yeah. understand. So they said, go get your photo taken out. So I went and got my photo taken. Uh, this was when Seize the Day uh, uh, number one came about. Uh, back at the autograph thing, Richard Edlin was there with uh, milling about with John Bruno and I asked, uh, it looks like you'll be doing autographs uh, uh, here, but um, is it like, is that a, you're not doing it now, obviously. Like he wasn't sitting there or anything. He was, yeah. he was standing there. And he said, no, those are happening later. And I said, okay, great. Then I'll, I'll try and be here later. Not realizing that being anywhere at any time wasn't going to work. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, for reasons, again, I don't quite understand because I didn't see them in the photos or anything, but Richard Enlund and John Bruno were standing around chatting with one another in the no man's land between the two photos going on. And I finished my RGB one and I had all my stuff with me. So I, I pulled out, uh, making Ghostbusters and I went up and I asked, I said, I'm very sorry, gentlemen, but, uh, to bother you, but, uh, I was hoping you guys would uh, sign this for me. And so yeah. John Bruno, who was not signing autographs, autographed my making wow. Ghostbusters. And Richard Edlin did as well. And I said, look, I'm not going to bother you for a second autograph, but I thought you'd get a kick out of this. Because what I had actually brought down for Richard Edlin to sign was that Japanese laser disc with the SFX. Oh, did SFX you? Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. We didn't get to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. So I brought that. I showed it to him and the two of them got it. They were I don't know some sort of there was some some sort of inside joke going on there or, or shared memory what they were giggling over a sort of thing they were laughing oh, maybe funny. they were laughing at uh, Richard's uh, uh, beard back then or something I have no yeah. idea but so there was that at which point I'm like am I supposed to stand back at the end of the line like all over again which is still a huge line to get to the like nobody could tell me what the heck I was supposed to do about the Reitman dual photos to which I said well. I'm missing panels. Like, what panel's going on now? And they had, like, the, what what was it, uh, coming along for the ride? It was all yeah, the that, secondary. that was right after Violet's panel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at the exact same time was the Extreme Ghostbusters panel. And I did, here's a little tip, uh, kids. If you find yourself in these situations, ask yourself which is the rarer one. I think a lot of people... Uh, really want to go see Jennifer Runyon and Steve Tash and all that and be starstruck. And I'm like, that's great. Except they occasionally do get attention and interviews yeah. and stuff like that. By my metrics, when am I ever going to see four EGB writers and the story editor all together yeah. talking sort of thing? And I was already running late. It was it started 15 minutes earlier. Fortunately, it ran 15 minutes long, 15, 20 minutes long. But anyways, I, uh, uh, by that point, uh, Ed, Ecto Crank was with me and he was kind of at loose ends. I said, you're interested in EGB? He said, yeah, I'd love to go. So we went and 
came in late and sat down and turned out the four writers and one story editor turned into the story editor, a different writer and Pat music who does the voice of Janine. But wait, only a total of three people there. Only three people. Maurice LaMarche did not come and join in because of course, Maurice LaMarche, uh, as a photo, uh, one of the people doing photo opportunities and all that is he's got stuff to do. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> or alternately, by that point, maybe he had to be at the RGB one. I don't know. God, like, yeah, I, the 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 back to back. Not only that, but the overlapping for all of these poor celebs. Yeah. Yeah. So it was nice to sit in out of the heat for a while. That was great. We sat around and chatted with them. Uh, they told some great stories and stuff like that. Uh, and then again, uh, opportunity knocks number two. Afterwards, they asked, like, Pat Music was like, I brought some photos. Does anybody want a signature? And we were like, absolutely yes. So we went outside the the theater because they needed the theater back for the next panel, whatever it was. And they all milled about outside. Um, uh, I should have made note of his name, the story editor. I feel real bad. I want to say Van Ice, but I don't think that's it. But he was also the guy who wrote the... um, uh, 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 was it Hoffmeyer? No, it wasn't Hoffmeyer. Anyways, it was one of my favorite episodes, and he had copies of the script, and he was signing them for us. Like oh, he printed out cool. copies of the script and signed them for us. Wow. And she had color uh, printouts of Janine and the EGB group. Her husband made her a T-shirt, like an EGB T-shirt, <laughs> and everybody's Aww. like, "Where did you get that?" Okay, side note: like if this was. Uh, the GB FanFest equivalent of Good Omens. This is where Terry Pratchett would break in with a footnote and go, uh, the uh, angry, cranky Terry Pratchett, me, basically, would come in with a footnote and go, why weren't they selling T-shirts? Yeah, and you'll hear that a lot from from people in our voices. Oh. Like, why was there no merch? There she, was... showed, she showed yeah. up and he had a custom printed the EGB logo with the team sitting above it. It, it wasn't very fancy. But everybody looked at it, and trust me, if she had had a handful, she could have sold every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just – so we chatted with them, and that was great. And then I stepped out with Ed, and I said, well, what do you want to do now? And he's like, I don't – I really don't really have anything. I think he was a class five, but I don't think he really had any interest in certain photos or anything like that. Um, so I said, well, I'm supposed to have a Ray Parker Jr. one. Uh, let's go back and check. Uh, by that point, we had uh, met Doug, uh, Ghostbusters Resurrection, and he came along with us. And we went back to the photo thing. Now, this is where it's crazy. The lines are almost entirely gone except for a small line of 30 people. And they said, this is the line for Ray Parker Jr. Ray's not here yet. Ray was only about 15 minutes late, I think. Uh, or, oh, to be honest, I didn't look at my watch. For all yeah. I know, he was hours late, but he showed up 15 minutes after we showed up. So from my perspective, it wasn't that big of a deal. But here's the thing. That Ray Parker Jr. photo, again, was on most everybody's. Class 10, Class 5, and Class 3, I think, got Ray Parker Jr. So try to imagine how many people that is. There's only 30 people there. They uh-huh. blew through all his photos in like 15 minutes. 
and then he was gone. Because everybody, everybody realized how terrible the lines were for the photo ops and had gone elsewhere to do other elsewhere. things. And then, or, or didn't know because there was a kind of a lack of communication as to, yeah. since they shuffled all of the, the photo ops and the signing schedules, yeah. uh, nobody so, knew what time to be anywhere. So, so if anybody yeah. came and not only that, if somebody said, Oh, they're doing photo, they started his photos, you know, 10 minutes ago or whatever, by the time they showed up, like thinking quite reasonably that maybe they'd catch the tail end of the line. No, it was over. He was mm-hmm. gone. Um, but I, again, I got my photo. Um, they weren't checking. Like uh, people were able to just walk up and get their photo with them. Uh, I got my photo. I met a couple other people. Oh, I forget his name. Dang. Uh, let me let me ask you this. How many times throughout the day did people say, Troy, it, I recognized your voice. <laughs> I got that a lot. And I, I, I had to start doing the old man thing where I'd be like, I'm sorry, help me out. What's your name? What's your name? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. The number of times I said, Chris, International Cross Rip. And I'm like, yeah. I recognize your voice. And I was like, that's apparently I, I just yeah. talk too much. Yeah. I'm, I'm a loud mouth. Um, I got my photo from Ray Parker Jr. Like I went out and got the printout, looked around. He was done. Like I was in the middle of that line. And when I stepped out, which only took a few minutes to get, like, you and I haven't conveyed this. It was quite literally walk up, stand, guy would go three, two, one, click, thank you, and you'd move on. There was no no communication. There was no chit chat. There was... uh, It took at most 15 seconds is what you got. Like, that's how they blew through it. So it took me only a couple minutes to less to walk out, grab the photo, turn around, and realize he was done, and he was had started to walk Mm -hmm. off, and a couple of people had asked for autographs. And I said, well, I'm supposed to get his autograph, but I don't know where the hell I'm supposed to get it. So I ran over and got him to sign my Japanese 45 of, of Ghostbusters. Um, and I even got to chat with him a little bit. Uh, he's got a new album coming, kids. So get ready. A couple time. Get nice. ready. Uh, and as I'm standing there, Slavitsi Jovan comes in for her photo opportunities. And she doesn't have uh, a lot of people either. And again, I realized they're not taking photos. There's like a lineup of 15 people that, that wanted their photo with her. So I stepped up. And sure enough, they never looked. I have a photo huh. with Slavica Jovan because they just. How funny. Well, so at that point, I'm like. So, so the disorganization actually benefited you there. <laughs> Look at well, it that way. She was the first, via, the first like, uh, big name I interviewed on Proton Charging. Like, oh, really? 20, yeah, one of the first. In, like, I oh, interviewed uh, like Phil Barlow, character designer in EGB yeah. and stuff like that. But. I think when the DVD was about to come out, the first DVD, the first time you could get it on, on DVD home video, and it was starting to create some buzz, like Ghostbusters was getting some anniversary buzz out of it and all that. Um, her manager or something emailed me, and I did an email interview with her. It wasn't exactly fancy. And yeah. She wasn't exactly huge with her responses, well, but I got yeah. to interview her. So I thought I at least want to go up and say hi. So I said, you know, I run a fan site, and you were, I got to interview you. She had no idea, whatever. Yeah. But I got to say so, Oh, Got my photo cool. with her, left. And at that point, it was, you and I are close to converging now because we slow walked back to the the main area. And I got to say, I got to drop by, uh, see Dan Schoening and Eric Burnham. 
Uh, I, I, I didn't get to see it all. That, I didn't get to see their tables. I didn't get to say hi. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's the one thing I noticed. I went back to look for them. I'm like, oh, no, they're done and gone. No, what had happened was they it was moved most, them. They, they moved to the other side of the, the, the walkway because that's where the shade the, the the shade was being cast. Yeah. Like uh, everybody was just roasting. But I, I walked up to them and I said, I have Dan's – I have a – one of the hardcovers, I think it's volume three or whatever of, of, um, of the, uh, the hardcover IDW hardcovers. And Dan has designed, had designed it with a, an empty white, uh, panel on the inside front cover, uh, for signing and all this. And he had doodled like not doodled again. Why do I keep using that phrase? He drew me a sketch and then a little note from him saying, you know, oh, thanks nice. for everything and all that. I was like, ah, oh, it's awesome. I said, I'd like to get Eric, decide this too so i said to him like would you mind uh, you know he 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 signed it there would you mind you know just adding your, your yourself on there sort of thing he took me literally he couldn't find a spot so instead he went off to the side that had like printing on it still did a little uh you know quick sketch of himself in pencil and then inked it and basically had himself thanks for the room dan <laughs> Signed Eric Burnham. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So them, uh, John Yurkeba was there. I said hi to him. Um, uh, I didn't get to see any of the franchises. I yeah. I, again, there was no time uh, <sighs> having any time to go to the franchise tables. That was out of the window. I didn't see any. I saw the Playmobil booth, and that was it. I didn't get to the Chronicle I, booth. I didn't get no, to the Spirit booth. Uh, I didn't get to that. You, by the way, it's you said you uh, missed the Blix the Blixer. Did, I, Blix, I, were they uh, there? I didn't even. They see were across. Them. They were across from the. Uh, uh, Planet Coaster, Planet Coaster. Uh, sorry, yeah, that was always uh, kind of that was a high traffic area too. So yeah. it was because the soda machine was there, the Planet yeah. uh, Coaster was there, and then yeah, I didn't get to see Planet Coaster at all. It would have been nice to go either. over yeah. see if they had any swag or anything like that. Uh, by this point, I had had a Danish. By the way, visitors to Los Angeles should go to Culver City and find Copenhagen Bakery because oh, so good. Those. Crazy uh, Dutchman that emigrated there made some fantastic. Uh, but I had a coffee and a and a Danish thinking, and then I will go to the the thing. And there's food trucks. There'll be food trucks. I would like yeah. to have a food truck. I never got near a food truck. And as you said, the food trucks ran out of water almost they, instantly. Uh, yeah, I mean that that's what. So we saw Violet's panel on the main stage, um, which. Well, let's let's save the main stage talk for a second. So yeah, sure. so after after Violet's panel, which was was good, but the the moderator left a lot to be desired, which we'll talk about in a second. But so at that point, uh, Jason, who was with me, he and I looked at each other like, dude, I need food and water. Like if we're gonna, I want to stay here and watch the stuff in the main stage, but we're literally like under the sun, baking and roasting. Yeah. Like let's just go get some food, come back here. Yeah. So we went to the, the food truck and, and I picked up a burrito and, and asked for a water and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, we're out of water. So I had a, a ginger ale, which is great to quench your thirst. Um, but, uh, yeah. And we took that back and sat and watched the very tail end of the along for the ride panel, just because right. again, I wanted to have good seats for the, the main, you know, the main event was at the end of the day with the director's panel and the 1984 cast reunion and, 
Jason Reitman's surprise. So yeah, I, I figured, you know, at that point, look, I kind of submitted, I'm like, I got my photo. I'm not going to get to see anything because it's so chaotic out there. Let's just sit and we'll watch these panels. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's where it became. But so you sat with your friend, Jason, is what you're my, saying. Yeah. My best buddy, Jason. Um, <laughs> He's he's such a good dude. I was so, he came by himself and uh, and has sent me a few very uh, like super sweet messages. Like uh, he's like I'm so glad that I was able to hang out. I got uh, got to meet so many people and so um so it was it was good getting to meet him. But uh, are you but, yeah. are you doing this because Tom Gebhardt po- posted a picture he took with me at the Yes Have Something, calling me the best part of the Crossroad Podcast? Oh, oh no, I didn't see that. But all right, <laughs> um, fine, Tom Gebhardt, whatever. Tom man. Gebhardt. <laughs> whoever you are um abigail gardner's the best part of ghost heads there boom there. i said it <laughs> he, he uh i by that point got back to roughly that time i missed the violet thing and all that but went to the um what were they finishing up it might have been like the um uh the the 84 reminiscing or whatever i missed that bit because I got cast, there in time for yeah. the director's one was about to start. Um, okay. So I get back there, and at that point, you know, uh, we hadn't had any food. We hadn't had any water. I'm like, I'm going to need something. And I said, you know what? Kills two birds with one stone, sort of. One of those pops. Because I've been kind of looking forward to it. I've been reading up on it. I was like, yeah, that's kind of cool. Because uh, I'll go get a nice refreshing drink and, you know, some dead, you know, some empty calories or whatever. But at least something to get the blood sugar up sort of thing. And I go, I, I go over and the spigots are like spluttering. Like the, the line mm. is just not working and they are frazzled. Like apparently it had been happening on and off or something like that. The girl who worked there, I think I, it was like, she was looking through, through me. She was just gone. And uh, a couple of people were there desperately trying to refill their thing, but you know, there's nothing they could do. The guy who was running it came out with uh, coupons so that if you brought your, you know, mug to another event or something, you could, you know, kick it up again and start getting refills and all that sort of what? Oh, geez. Anyways, I went up to her and I asked, I was like, okay, so. I take it it's not working. She's like, no. And I said, but if it were, how does it work? And she says, okay, so you can buy any of these mugs. And they, they range from 15 to like 40 some odd bucks. They're these nice metal. They range from like oversized army tin cups. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're big stainless yeah. steel type things. Uh, all the way up to like full on flagons or whatever. And, and I'm like, okay, cool. And I said, and if I, if the pop was working, like, do you have ice? Would you fill it with ice? She's like, yeah, we have ice. I was like, Okay, I would like one of your. I was like, I would like one of your fifteen dollar cups filled with ice, please. Uh, And so, yeah, she. Oh man! So that and let's put it that way. That may have saved me from uh, a medical incident because by the time we were leaving that evening, I was starting to get that knot in the stomach that I didn't quite understand until I realized it was that dehydration knotting that your stomach does. It's not the same as hungry. I I, you know I've had times where I'm like, oh, I haven't eaten and I know what hungry feels like. No, this was this weird. Your body's getting real upset about I'm, not Yeah, I'm water. sure a lot of people are probably feeling by the end of the day too, but yeah. And then at that point, we sat at the back, um, you know, listened in on, on the rest of the the panels until the kickoff at the end. Yeah. 
So let's let's talk about that. Uh, we're we're an hour and a half in. We got about a half hour of voicemail. So welcome to the epic <laughs> Lawrence of Arabia damn podcast here. But I, I, I at least want to spend no intermission. Uh, no intermission. No. Uh, so the main stage, the main uh, area, which was right in front of the commissary on this grassy area, and. Uh, um, uh, had probably enough seats for a quarter of the people that were there, not a whole lot of seats. So it became sort of a standing room only event by the end of the day. But, um, so the main stage had an MC who, um, I had been joking (laughs) about was going to be a guest of wizard world, Los Angeles, unknowing that he was going to be the MC of the main stage for the entirety of the day. Uh, Mr. Cato Kalen, of celebrity, big brother, that whole other thing that happened in the nineties. Um, what a weird choice, man. I, I like between him and uh, I didn't catch her name, but she was uh, like 18 year old uh, YouTube um, paranormal investigator who did all of the Q&A moderation up until Anthony Bresnikin stepped in uh, for the director's panel. Um, between the two of them, they asked some very like bizarre questions like very uninformed questions uh the and and kato kalen would be out in the crowd and would throw weird questions in the middle of the q a's and it was it was a very surreal and odd experience and 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 not to mention that you would look in out of the corner of your eye kato kalen in a flight suit would be running around with a tote bag uh it was just like to me that that was the biggest indicator of like Ghost Core obviously knows and gets the fans. Uh, Sony, obviously, at this point, having done a few of these events, knows and understands their fans. Uh, Wizard World, I don't think quite gets Ghostbusters fans. Uh, no. With, with between uh, Kato being the MC, uh, the paranormal investigator doing the moderation, uh, the fire dancers and the stuff that was happening, like kind of the three ring circus that would happen in between panels. Um, which was because of the sound issues with the ear splittingly loud music was kind of driving people away. It was kind of, it was kind of having the opposite effect. It was just annoying people more than getting them hyped up, uh, which was kind of unfortunate. Um, and, and, and pays off, unfortunately, uh, in the end with Ray Parker Jr.'s, uh, uh, concert, which had some sound problems too, but, um, so, but the, the main, the main event, the main panels, the director's panel, we played the whole audio here on the cross rip on Wednesday. Um, if you haven't heard it, you can go back, uh, dig, dig through our feed and you can, and grab that and listen to it. It was a, a great half hour discussion. Um, very complimentary toward Paul Feig, very complimentary toward Ivan Reitman. Everybody was just very respectful and very reverent. Uh, like there was any question that that was going to happen. Um, and not a lot of big revelations about Ghostbusters 2020, which I know sort of rubbed some people the wrong way. They were expecting a, a title reveal, a logo reveal, a casting announcement, uh, something huge and big, which there kind of was. There, I mean, in so many words, Jason Reitman confirmed some big names uh, might be involved in the film. Um, but it wasn't exactly the, the you know huge splash that a lot of people were expecting. Um so I think I think my impression of the main stage I was like that was awesome and then other people kind of walked away from it saying like that wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Um but uh so that's you you got to see part of the director's panel, some of the director's panel. Some of the director's panel, although I'll tell you right now, um 
sound issue number three, seven, four. <laughs> where, um, there were a lot. There was no speakers. The speakers were all up at the front. Yeah. Uh, which means you could not hear it by the the back. Like well, it maybe was, that explains where the, if the sound engineer was all the way in the back, th- because the, the speakers in the front were over-modulatingly loud. Like they were yeah. just like everybody's voices were breaking and it was, it was very bad. And yeah. it was not enough. It did not carry it, particularly yeah. since at the back, the more people couldn't quite hear it, the more people were just talking. Uh, the uh, Ghostbusters slot machine that IGT had on site was pinging away and making noise and all this. Like it was just <laughs> chaos. Yeah. It Not, was. Yeah. I mean, and, and sort of because that, that was where the autograph uh, area was too. So a lot of people at the end of the day were still in line to get their autographs and not able to pay attention to the panels that were happening directly behind them. They're directly behind them. Um, so really they just needed a couple of small, you know, monitor speakers just to, yeah, kind of fill in the back area a bit. Something a little better, but because the other big surprise that Jason Reitman had was he um, had been digging through uh, old dailies from the original 1984 film. Uh, he did not explain why, but uh, he and his editor on the new film uh, were able to uncover all of the raw camera negative from the original 1984 Ghostbusters in a salt mine in Utah, and they had been. Uh, cutting some stuff together and they wanted to share it with us, which was awesome. It was probably the highlight of, of the evening. Um, unfortunately, it was on four tiny monitors that not a lot of people were able to, to really see. Um, so, yeah, it was that, again, just the, like, the, the big things that were almost overshadowed by these uh, little things, uh, the, the AV problems and, and, and things of that nature, which is a shame. Um, but, uh, so yes, yeah, so the, the panels were great. Uh, the 1984 cast was, uh, you know, as, as soon as Anthony Bresnikan came out, he's, uh, the former writer from entertainment weekly. And he also does all of the, um, big star Wars celebration panels. Uh, so he, he came out and really added some weight to the questions that were being asked and led into some interesting discussions and some conversation points. Uh, and, and that programming literally back to back to back, there was the director's panel, the 1984 cast reunion panel. Um, and then this one-on-one conversation between Jason and Ivan, which, um, Chris, I would say hands, hands down, that was my favorite moment of the day. I mean, I, all of the little interactions that we've talked about, all of the signatures and the photos and, um, all of, all of those things obviously are high up on the totem pole here, but, um, seeing Jason talking to his dad and, and it was so again, because the schedule was so out the window, the two of them walked out. A lot of people didn't realize that the panel had started and Jason sat down and he goes, so dad, any advice? And that's how the conversation started. And it was wonderful. It was such a great discussion, um, that ended in a very emotional moment. And, uh, and Ivan, uh, got very choked up because he was talking about, you know, we were guys in our thirties, we were bullish and we, we thought that we were invincible. Um, and you see, you see the emotion kind of take over him and the two, I'm getting choked up thinking about it right now. Like the two of them hug on yeah. stage and it's like, it's, it was such a wonderful. And on top of that, that's where they showed off those, uh, those deleted alternate scenes from the dailies that we had never seen before, which was cool. Um, so that, that was great. And then after that, Ray Parker Jr. comes out and you would expect after that wonderful 
uh, uh, crescendo of a moment. Ray Parker Jr. just bursts into the Ghostbusters theme and we're off and we're rocking. No, that's, that's not what happened. After that great emotional crescendo, there was like a 20-minute, 30-minute delay because the the sound was so bad and Ray Parker Jr. and his band came out and they couldn't hear themselves and it uh, the technical issues really stopped them from from playing uh as much as I think they wanted to and and Ray was a good sport about it except for in the middle of his set he was like they're telling me I got to stop so I can't play and then he would tease with like uh Jack and Jill but then he'd be like oh, they won't let me play that oh or I could play and he was he was yeah. kind of poking fun at the whole situation um, but, uh, but that, uh, that was fun, Chris. That was, that's where you, uh, you got up close and personal with Mr. Stay Puffed. You want to, you want to talk about that? Do you want to show us? Not really. Uh, not really. Okay. <laughs> I'm not prepared to, I'm going through it with my therapist right now. Oh, and, man. Uh, what you, so you, you were in the back, but, uh, had worked your way to the front, uh, because a lot of people just started sitting on the grass up in the front. It was like, oh, yeah. forget the seats. Let's just sit on the grass and hang out. Um, and uh, so once Ray started playing, everybody was up on their feet attempting to dance. We were all dehydrated with no energy uh, and at the kind of end of our rope. So the it was mainly head bobbing and a little bit of like shoulder swaying. That's as far as the dancing went uh, until probably halfway through the Stay Puft Marshmallow, an inflated Stay Puft Marshmallow Man walked down the aisle and uh, was right up against you and me. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I spent half of Ray Parker Jr. set in the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man's armpit, which yeah, was weird, but fun, but weird, but also yeah, I don't fun. Know if you could, I don't know if you could hear with all the music playing, but so it's the inflatable costume that has somebody inside, right? So visually what you see is the dimensions of Stay Puft, but there's a person that has a little bit of moving room in there. Yeah. And at one point I'm just being accosted by the arm and then... Like somebody leans in from inside and goes, I'm going to murder you. <laughs> what? No, they didn't. I just made that up. But, oh, my God. But basically, that's what oh it felt God. like. Like, like. Oh, God. That would that terrify per- me. It's that's huge. Like, like the, the footprint of, of somebody inside one of those costumes is quite huge. And oh the crowd is all pushed together. And we're all jumping around and dancing and all this. And this guy's right in the middle of it. Like, we are just. Uh, yeah. Good Lord. Well, uh, so that, that capped the night off. And then, uh, after that we went and we had dinner and I, I, I hesitate to like, we're, we're, we're pushing the two hour mark here. Uh, and we still have voicemails to go. So, um, why don't we do this, Chris? Let's, let's kind of like, so chronologically we've come to the end of our day. We obviously have quite a bit more to talk about that we have not gotten to. Um, so why don't we do, can we, can we do a part two post, uh, mortem next week? Can we keep talking about this? We can encourage people to sure. send their voicemails in. And I think that's a great idea. What do, what do you feel just as a teaser though, that we haven't touched on yet? Uh, well, I, my, my phone is dead because we've been talking so long, so I don't have my rundown in front of me, but I think some of the things that we weren't able to really talk about is, uh, things that we think could be improved. Yes. I see what Um, you mean. So you quite, yeah. When you (laughs) said, I forgot that really what we did today wasn't so much a postmortem as a recap with commentary. Yeah, this is so. more of a recap of our days, but we haven't really talked about things that could have been improved. Um, there were also little things in there that I wanted to kind of pick apart. Like at one point, uh, Jason Reitman talked about putting together an advisory board of uh, original Ghostbusters people. I wanted to talk about that. Yep. Um, 
uh, all all of these little things that that can spawn bigger discussions. So I, I think much like when we uh, did the answer the call premiere and we kind of had to decompress over the course of a couple weeks, uh, rather than uh, continue this on and have a four hour podcast uh, that's so compressed yeah. that nobody can <laughs> understand what we're saying. Well, we'll pick it up. Uh, we'll pick it up again next week. We'll talk some more about it, and then of course there will be some news that we can uh, pepper in there as well. So if you haven't gotten your voicemail in, if you don't hear your voicemail this week, uh, we'll add it next week. But uh, on that note, let's play your voicemails. What did you guys think of FanFest? Hello, CrossRep. It's Joe from the Atlantic Ghostbusters with my Ghostbusters Fan Fest 2019 35th Anniversary Report. Uh, overall, I had an excellent time. Uh, there were countless snafus going on, uh, I think mostly on the Wizard World side. I think Sony uh, did their best and provided everything that they needed to. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm sure you guys are going to go into some of the deeper gripes. For my personal experience, when we first showed up, we got to hear uh, all of the security people talking about how they needed to get uh, metal detectors set up, and then they proceeded to have us line up, get all of our swag, make sure we were all in our uniforms ready to go, and then set us through the metal detectors, telling us to take off all of our metallic objects, everything out of our pockets, everything out of our bags. That wasn't a reasonable request. That kind of got dropped almost immediately. So just a whole bunch of ghost heads going through metal detectors, setting them off, getting waved down really lazily by the wand and told to go on in. Thankfully, uh, there were no incidents because of that. Uh, moved on to no one knowing where to go, having no water. Uh, we could have that soda from the from the soda truck before that soda truck uh, broke down. Um, everyone had to go to you know the sinks in the bathrooms to get water or I don't know if the food trucks out in the other lot had them. I didn't make it out that far. Uh, but uh, since the, and then everything of course starts late. But once we actually got to the panels, to the signings, to the photo stuff, that was really cool. Um, ran into so many people that uh, that we may have only uh, interacted with maybe at Dragon Con uh, or other conventions or once a year, once a, you know maybe only once before or just only online. Uh, and that was awesome. Everyone everyone was super friendly. Super cordial. Uh, we ran into uh, you know Max from from uh, Italy. We ran into Dave from Germany. Um, the two guys from uh, from Ghostbusters United España. Uh, lots of people we traded patches with. Ran into you know Tom from New Jersey. Ran into the Windy City guys, Circuit City, uh, Louisiana, and uh, and uh, Tennessee, of course, our, our neighbors. Anyway, uh, FanFest was fun in spite of. In spite of uh, the, the gods of chaos wanting to make sure that it, you know, everything that could possibly go wrong did, uh, the fans made it great. Uh, the concert was tons of fun. Dancing with Stay Puft in the crowd, um, getting to hang out with an uh, impromptu podcast after party with uh, with the Crossrip, YHS, Ghostbusters Resurrection, John Yerkeva coming up and getting to meet him. Um, that, that all ruled. Uh, we'll get to meet Ecto Crank. Um, you guys were all wonderful. Uh, food, was, food was good afterwards because we didn't eat since breakfast. Uh, the uh, and then on Sunday, I want to give a special shout out to the Circle City Ghostbusters and the Windy City Ghostbusters who let us sneak into their void, uh, their their void outing, uh, and become the fourth members of both of their teams respectively. 
and you get to go through the whole VR thing, which I don't know where, like, I don't think we would ever gotten a chance to do that while it was still uh, being run if we hadn't uh, lucked out and happened to run into the, them at just the right time. Uh, LA was amazing. I hope to make it out again, uh, hopefully next year uh, for the premiere if they follow the same route as uh, 2016. And uh, like I said, there's a lot of criticisms that we could wager uh, leverage mostly at, at Wizard World. Uh, I'm not going to let them off the hook for, for uh, some of their mess ups, but uh, we had a great amount of fun in spite of that. And I think Sony and Ghost Corps delivered, and the fans uh, delivered tenfold, and all of the, all the guests. So. Uh, excellent, excellent time, and, uh, you know, 9 out of 10. Hey, guys, this is Ecto Flapjack on Twitter. Just got back from Ghostbusters Fan Fest with a mixed emotions. Uh, like many of you, uh, I went in uh, having a great time, got to see so many people that I've talked to online and admired, uh, and finally got to meet. So that aspect was just over the moon. It was great to meet everyone and see everyone. Um, on the second hand, the, I was uh, quite frustrated with how Wizard World uh, organized the event. I missed out on a paid photo with Slavica Jovan and Ray Parker Jr. due to uh, confusion with the Wizards, uh, Wizard World staff. No one knew where anything was. Uh, lines took uh, far longer than anticipated, and I missed uh, every single panel. Um, so it was not um, the expectation I hoped for, but uh, I did get every autograph. I did get to meet so many ghost heads from around the world. Um, I contacted Wizard World, and they gave me a refund. And um, it was just an uh, overall mixed experience. I would say overall one that I'll never forget. I got to meet the cast and crew. I got to hang out with a lot of people that uh, I admire. So, you know, I'd probably give it a beat. So, uh, yeah, just wanted to share my thoughts, and uh, I'll catch you guys next time. Hey, guys, it's Adam from Ghostbusters North from Minnesota. Uh, just coming back, actually, from Ghostbusters Fan Fest. I'm still on the road, and it is approximately almost 5 a.m. Minnesota time. Uh, I'm just going to play today by 3 a.m. LA time and it is Monday morning and your episode has just come out and I'm already listening to it on the way home so thank you guys for, for providing a little uh, assistance to keep me awake on my drive home in the Echoes Kids. Um, Fan Fest was amazing. Uh, it was a lot that was packed in and everybody was super positive, everybody was super happy. Uh, I don't know where all the negativity comes from. Um, Eric Burnham said about the program that uh, we are an inclusive group that uh, talks a lot about all kinds of different fields, whether it's comics, movies, um, video games. People love it all. Some people like a little bit, or you can tell what, what era they don't love with Ghostbusters. And I think that is simply amazing. Um, we don't have that big group off thing that other fandoms have. We love Ghostbusters, and it brings us together, and that was a pair at fan fest. Um, some of my highlights, just go over real quick, so um, uh, Friday night after the premiere, we all went to the Biltmore Hotel, and um, there was probably about 20 Ghostbusters who crashed in the Biltmore Hotel. Uh, we, we took pictures in front of the elevator where I actually got to meet G.D. Max from uh, Ghostbusters Italia. He had a yearbook that he had other ghost heads signed, 
and then have you put what franchise you were in. And he is so happy. Oh my God, he was the highlight of my night, easily. Easily the highlight of my night. Um, and I got to be in front of the elevator and I met him there. That was, that was unreal. Um, but after that, we went up and we saw the staircase, took some photos, and I think at one point I looked down the staircase up from the top, and I think there's like five cameras looking back at me. And there's, I don't know, maybe about a dozen of us on the stairs, which is unreal. Um, then we went down to the lobby, we saw the doors of the guys come in when we do the first bunch from that side climber. Uh, we saw what was formerly the ballroom, which is now the lobby. And there's Ghostbusters everywhere. There's probably about, I don't know, 20, 30, maybe even 40 of us there. And the best part of the entire experience was the Biltmore staff. They didn't care. They encouraged it. It's, it's like midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning, and we're there, and the guests are still checking in, kind of roaming around, and they're getting a kick out of it. We had one guy open up the hallway. Oh, my gosh. We're up in the hallway trying to recreate some scenes. And um, this guy comes out, and he's like, oh, sorry, sir, uh, we didn't mean to wake you up. He's like, no, no. And he was happy because there's Ghostbusters in his hallway at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning. And it was amazing. Then then all out of nowhere, like it was meant to be, I, a housekeeping card showed up. Like, we, we totally took advantage of that. And the housekeeping staff was amazing. They were just like, no, it was a carpet. She was willing to recreate the scene with us. Oh my God, it was it was amazing. Um, you know, for me, it was about meeting the fans, the celebrities, uh, all the actors, everybody behind it were, was amazing. They were, they were all amazing. They're all amazing. But being able to meet Naoki from Japan, uh, GB Matt, most especially the Detroit members, um, Mike from Carnivorous, uh, Tom Gebhardt from uh, Ghost Court, New Jersey. Man, there's so many amazing people, including yourselves and the Yes Cat, Yes House and crew. Who we all ended up in a mosh pit with Space Puff Marshmallow Man. Um, that was pretty cool. The Ray Parsons Jr. Uh, Ghostbusters riff. Man, it was like my birthday and Christmas got in a, into a fight for my attention, and I don't know which one won or which one was better. But if that's the only GD fan fest that ever happened, I regret nothing. And uh, it's been a long day of travel. It was all worth it. We had some airline problems, which some people may know about. We traveled for way longer than we should have. I'm sunburnt. I'm dehydrated. I'm tired. But I have memories that I will always remember because of Ghostbusters, actors, staff, Wizard World people, uh, Eric from the Ghost Tour. What an amazing community we have. And that was a testament of FanFest. So thank you guys, everybody who attended, everybody who shook hands, everybody, everything. And uh, thanks to everybody who stopped by our Echo Cooler booth. Um, it's a documentary of Echo Cooler Resurgence coming out, hopefully sooner than later. Um, we'll keep you guys updated. Until then, we'll see you on the other side. This is Donald Hayes from Owensboro, Kentucky, and I just want to know, how is Elvis, and have you seen him lately? Chris and Troy, Justin here from the Midland Empire Ghostbusters of Kansas City. I uh, just wanted to say it was great meeting you both at FanFest. Had a blast there. There was so much fun stuff, and meeting and greeting all the other fans really made it amazing, and celebrating everything. A couple of things on the podcast, you said you weren't sure if you saw the jewelry there. I did see that. 
pretty cool. Definitely uh, something unique there and a little bit different. Something we don't see every day on the on the merch side of things. And really keep doing what you're doing, man. You guys make this so much fun and keep it interesting and fresh. And uh, I'll see you guys on the other side. Hey, Chris and Troy. This is Corey from Los Angeles. Just calling in with my Ghostbusters Fan Fest um, highlights and experience. Um, first and foremost, Honestly, the, the people there, just meeting the fans, other fans, and every single person I talked to, uh, including the both of you, were amazingly nice, super cool. Uh, you felt the love, and it was just a, a lot of fun. Uh, truthfully, that was uh, the biggest takeaway from the entire event was the fans and, and how awesome we are to each other and how easy everyone is to, to talk to and get along. But uh, a few of the highlights... Uh, from the show itself um, that I that I personally took away from was I really enjoyed seeing all the love Paul C. got and uh, answer the call as well. Um, I feel like everyone kind of gave them extra bit of love and, and that was really cool to see. And then uh, probably the, the biggest highlight was the Jason Reitman and Ivan Reitman interview and Ivan Reitman choking up at the end of it and everyone sort of giving him a standing ovation while he composed himself was just amazing just absolutely magical and um you know my wife was there she had a great time uh you know i don't want to speak for her but i know she really enjoyed uh meeting violet Ramos Steele. uh we were sitting there in the front row watching her talk and uh then she got you know got her book autographed by her and everything and i know that for her it was a very special and uh amazing moment um on the flip side the biggest critique i had was that sound system was terrible and that live show with uh, Ray Parker Jr., he sounded amazing. His band was amazing. That sound engineer was terrible. The sound setup was absolutely atrocious. So uh, that sucks that that's how it sort of ended. But other than that, the whole experience was fantastic. And I'm really super happy that I got to meet you guys in person. And that was uh, for me, that was a real treat. So uh, I hope we get to do this again sometime. And uh Everyone that I met there and listens to the show, I, I loved everybody that I met. It was fantastic. So, see you on the other side. Hey, Troy and Chris. This is uh, DJ VC from the Atlanta Ghostbusters. It was nice meeting you all this weekend. Um, just on the on the fan fest on the fan fest tip, um, I had a great time at fan fest. Mostly meeting other ghost heads in line waiting. Um, I spent the entire day. Um, in line until the end uh, when there were no more lines. Um, I got the case with sneakers, so the first thing I did was stand in a long line for those. I should pr- point out that they're transparent green, and the logos and soles both glow in the dark. Um, so those were a score, and I actually was surprised that that came with a t-shirt, for a FanFest t-shirt, because there, there actually was no FanFest t-shirt for sale, but uh, but K-Swiss did one with the logo, did a K-Swiss Ghostbusters t-shirt with the FanFest logo on the back. And I was one of the first people in line that, and I was, so I was able to get one of those shirts, which was great because there were no FanFest t-shirts for sale online, um, or, or at the con. Um, so yeah, I spent the entire day in line. I was a class five. I got, um, some of my autographs and photos. I didn't get all of my autographs and photos. Um, my main complaint, would be that there was no organization and there was no water. So instead of having like a, a fire-eating gozer, for example, it would have been good to have water. Instead of having like people in rubies suits like doing the Macarena, it would have been good to have people managing the lines um, so that um, people could get their autographs. 
Um, I was trying not to get be too negative about it, but you know, I feel like when I get home, I'm going to have to email Wizard World because I paid for a class five, and I I really didn't get much for that. I didn't get to see, sit down at the movie, and I didn't get um, special access to anything for my thousand dollar ticket. You know, I didn't mean to be completely negative about um, Fan Fest. I wanted to mention that you know when we were outside waiting in a sun drenched alley for. Uh, the Ivan Reitman, Jason Reitman dual photo op. Um, we were out there for, I don't know, there was a line of class fives out there for an hour and a half, two hours. And um, at a certain point, somebody came down the line, and it was the first time we'd seen anybody um, from the organization. And it wasn't somebody from Wizard World checking on everybody or uh, making sure that people had water or anything like that. No, what it was was Jason Reitman taking time to come down the line and individually shake hands with every single person and talk to them and compliment them on their costume and um, it was really cool and so you know I just wanted to sort of make sure that y'all registered that you know the talent and the folks from Ghost Core that we saw there and Ernie Hudson um, and even Dan um, were incredibly gracious and kind and signed things for folks and um, were sort of doing their best in a bad situation and um so I just wanted to point that out, that, you know, there were folks that went above and beyond, and there were even folks on the Wizard World staff that seemed like they were out of their depth, but, like, scrambled to try and make up for deficiencies in the way that things were going. Um, anyway, have a good one. Talk to you guys later. Hey, CrossRip, it's Tommy from Pittsburgh, and, oh, man, FanFest, that was, that was something. Uh, I'd never been to kind of like a pop culture convention like that. So, I mean, it felt a little sloppy to me, but maybe that's just par for the course with these things. I had a blast regardless. It was great getting to meet all these fellow ghost heads. And just having as many people from the cast and the crew there and all the fans together, it was it was just simply awesome. I uh, kind of hope that we get to do it again and hopefully not have to wait another 35 years, but... Man, yeah, I really don't know what else to say. I, I still try to take it all in. Well, thanks, guys, and I'll catch you all on the other side. Hey, Troy and Chris, this is uh, Andrew from Queens. Uh, first time, uh, first time, long time. Um, as, uh, as an outsider who actually didn't go to FanFest this weekend, um, I don't know. I didn't really know what to expect from the event. Was it going to be chock full of like news about the about the new movie or you know cast updates or anything like that? So I don't know. I, I feel you know I, I I was glad I followed you guys along and I was able to you know get the news and some exciting stuff. But I can't also help but feel that I was a little disappointed by by the event. And I'm sure it was great for everybody that went and hung out and met the cast and I'm sure that was amazing but I guess for someone who was on on the outside you know we didn't get a title you know I, I'm, I'm sure the, the original cast is still in negotiations for contracts and I'm sure that's why they didn't announce anything but you know didn't really know what to expect um, you know so that's, that was fine but uh, another thing was uh, I was really happy about the reception that Paul Fee got from the Ghostbusters crowd. Um, as someone who really didn't care for Answer the Call, um, even as I rewatched it to this day, I really did not care for the movie, but I was so happy that the fan base has embraced him, and, uh, you know, now that there's gonna be another movie, um, you know, with the original cast playing their roles, I feel like Answer the Call 
uh, eventually will be looked on upon in a more uh, in, a, in a better light. So that, that that's great for them and the creators and and all that stuff. Um, that's about it. Hope to hope to hear you guys' thoughts, and I'll see you on the other side. Thank you, Winston. Hey, Chris and Troy. This is John from Chicago, and I'm going to read down a few FanFest truth bombs on you. Um, number one, I, I already said this on Twitter, but I want to say it again. Uh, it was really awesome meeting you guys. I wish I could have talked a little bit more with you, but, you know, after a long day of work and travel, followed by a really long day of the event, and adding in the fact that I was battling a bit of a head cold, I was, I was definitely fading fast. So... I didn't mean to make such a quick exit, but uh, so apologies there, but I definitely got to say thank you for the patches. Uh, very generous, very thoughtful. Uh, you guys are awesome. And if you ever find yourself in Chicago and need anything short of robbing a bank, hey, I got you. That's uh, a promise, so let me know. Um, the event itself, you know, I was doing the economy version of FanFest, so the whole photo and autograph side of things weren't really an option for me, but I definitely know that it was a bit disappointing, and that's, that's, that's definitely a bummer for everyone involved there. But for me, just going in, I was just going to enjoy the panels and see everything that I possibly could see, um, and that panel content it definitely exceeded my expectations. And I do wish that I could have planned my day a little bit prior to actually getting to the event, um, but that is, is, is certainly that's, that's on Wizard in terms of what they were able to offer. Um, for, for me, the uh, the video game panel, making making the video game, and uh, the Ivan and Jason panels, those are absolute standouts, and I, I really, really, really enjoyed all of those. Um, the other thing I was kind of hoping for was uh, event-branded merchandise. So, you know, something like a, a magnet, beer koozie, bag of apples that had FanFest on it. Um, I feel like Wizard really dropped the ball there and none of their employees seem to really know anything that, that when I asked them um, so I, I don't know I don't know if I missed that but just kind of a bummer that no, there was nothing there um, but anyway that, that's about it it was, it was a damn good time and I think Wizard definitely bit off a bit more than they could chew but you know I think in the end we gotta realize and this is maybe a little bit of a cynical take but this whole event is a, is a, it's a marketing opportunity for the new movie and that's okay because it was still a lot of fun and I got my photo with the original Ecto-1 and really that in itself, for me at least, that made the trip worth it. So um, that's all I got and I, again, you know, want to thank you guys for all that you do in terms of being a, a hub for communication for all things Ghostbusters, but uh, thank you so much and uh, cheers. See you on the other side. I'm Winston Zeddemore. I have seen shit that'll turn you white. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. You do? And Twitter accounts. Print is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? Ah!
If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Benny Hill is very great. I think that's a little yakety sax is the theme of the whole weekend. Uh, well, so so Chris, let's uh, we'll do a brief final thoughts here because I feel like this entire episode has kind of been our final thoughts. Really? Yeah, I don't know what we should get into more than I think I would say uh, the the 4K Ultra HD Steelbook set. Should we That's qu- a nice final that? thought. We yeah. actually uh, have a, had a number of people comment that how much they enjoyed it. Uh, I haven't had a chance to listen yet. Have you? I I have not. I started listening to it, and uh, and and Kelly was in the room, and she's like, "Oh God, are we going to listen to you talk about Ghostbusters now?" Like, <laughs> I know. So okay, we'll we'll save this for later. But yeah, people have been super complimentary. There was one review that called it out uh, specifically, and yeah, um, I, it, it it kind of. It makes me feel good about it because you and I had really lengthy discussions about how do we make this interesting to people and not, uh, yeah. oh, I'm a fan and I love this and I love this part and I love this part too. And, uh, I think, I think we, I think we did it. I, I mean, I, I I, think I've so. only seen like three or four reviews, so I don't want yeah. to toot our horn the, quite yet, but. And I should explain that the reason why we're commenting, but whether, whether we've heard it or not is that we, while we were there, obviously for the recording. I think earlier on we kind of talked about it a bit when it was the press release came out and it was announced that we were on it, that we mentioned that we were all four of us, uh, Sean Bishop. Speaking of people that I never got to see, he really just sort of blew uh, yeah, through the he event. Was, he was there. He was a leaf in the wind. I didn't, I didn't uh, see Sean either. Yeah. But, but. Uh, Sean Bishop, uh, Ashley from uh, Geek History Lesson, uh, you and I, uh, I like <laughs> The, one of the Twitter refused, though, that said the pro- proton charging crew. And I was like, yes, that's what it was. It was the proton <laughs> charging crew. Your plan is working. Yes. Um, the, we were all, uh, you know, it was, it, was, it, was, it was well recorded, like, uh, you know, an ADR session and all that. So we were all uh, isolated, uh, not heavily isolated, but we were, you know, set a distance from each other and on, you know, mics that kind of only picked up us so they could they could mix and match and i gave a little listen and already noticed that uh, early on with the library ghost they moved me forward a little bit to make so i'm talking slightly out of sync with the thing i'm referencing but not so enough that people would really enough that i know because that I you know noticed I said yeah that. yeah but uh that was the whole trick is that they were like you guys had so much great stuff and occasionally we would step on each other a little bit or and they were like well that's fine because now we're going to go through it and basically build the commentary out of yeah, what you guys- and isolate us out that's what that's why they put us so yeah. far apart is they could isolate us out exactly so yeah. if something was boring or if 
one of us, you know, start to talk over somebody else, but didn't really go anywhere. Or if there's crosstalk, they could clean it up and all that. And so you and I technically don't know exactly what the commentary is. Yeah, uh, uh, that's the great thing about this steelbook. If you don't have it already, there's quite a bit of new stuff in there. Uh, aside from our fan commentary, there's the, you know the photo galleries that are in there. There's all these deleted scenes and alternate. Uh, teaser trailers there's the new commentary on ghostbusters 2 so there's quite a yeah. bit of material in there for us to absorb uh which i i think if there's a final thought briefly the thing to point out is i think even with all the press releases and talk about it and all that people still don't quite understand it like a lot of people are concerned that if they get it they have to get a, a uhd 4k player and it's like no because it comes with both movies twice. One is a standard Blu-ray and the other is the UHD 4K, right? Um, and then some people are like, you know, uh, but then I'm missing, you know, I have these extras. Well, no, you don't have the new ones, but, uh, or I'll be missing these other extras because somebody else pointed out that the discs are, the UHD 4K is just the commentary and the standard is the commentary and some extras. And then there's a fifth disc with with the bonus features on it. The yeah, bonus so, features so and all that. So yeah, it's it's kind of a little confusing, and maybe we can uh, put it up on on our social media. But yeah the, yeah, the UHDs are the ones that they previously released last year, um, and then the new the the standard Blu-rays that play on non 4K players are yeah. are new. That's what the commentary that we did is on, and the the Dan Aykroyd commentary on Ghostbusters Two. Ghostbusters Two. And then the bonus features disc is a standard disc too. So, um, and it's um, and you and can so, play it on yeah. any non 4K player. So exactly. for those of you that don't have the Ultra HD, you you can enjoy all of these bonus features. Yeah. Um, but at any rate, pick pick it up. I mean, if, if yes. you're if you're in a place where they have it, pick it up and uh, give give it a listen. We'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on on what we did and and also on all of the deleted scenes and all of the materials that are on there because it's some stuff that we've waited for for quite some time. <laughs> but all right, well, uh, until next week, uh, stay tuned for part two of our our uh, post mortem and uh, call in with your voicemails if if you haven't already. And uh, yeah, we'll see you all on the other side. Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh. Next week, though, Careless Pets. We're so cool.